This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station. 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. All right, welcome in another edition of the Dr. Christopher Mullinex High School Game Day. That's right, Mark, I'm Lee Shervanian. We're in Air Sports 1. Fairhope yesterday, Lee. We're out at Baker High School today for the next three hours, right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. Yeah, one good thing about last night, we don't take sides, at least I don't, in local games. Uh, I root for both teams uh, to play well and not have injuries. But, you know, it started out last year where some of the uh, so-called smart aleck apters were saying we were jinxed when we went wow. out and covered. Calling out the apters You better already. believe it. You know, they, they, they said we were like a jinx to wherever we went, the team would lose. So that goes out the window. Fairhope with a mar- marvelous comeback last night. Uh, down 14-3, to entering the fourth quarter, comes back to win. Daphne posted a shutout, and uh, Gulf Shores had a pretty easy win over St. Michael's. So, to be clear, yes, that started early, but we had a winning record by the end of the season. It was brought up just yesterday in the app. Uh, we had a winning record because someone made the comment that Fairhope was going to lose because we were out there. See, this is one of the biggest issues we have with our high school game day. There, there are rumors and speculation out there that we are a curse, and that is not the case. We want this, The teams that we went to visit last year won more times than they didn't, and right now we're 1-0. Yeah, now Baker is going to have a tough time with Theodore. They haven't beaten him, like, I think six straight, and Theodore has dominated. But that being said, uh, Baker, and we'll talk to Steve Norman, the head coach, and their quarterback and some other players. But uh, we'll see. They got the home game tonight. I guess it doesn't apply. See, many times we'll be doing a game day, but we will not be carrying that game at night. So we are not carrying Baker Theodore tonight. We have obligations to St. Paul's games and to Saraland. We will carry the Saraland game. That will be our Greer's Market game of the week Friday night. Uh, that'll be against Lipscomb Academy, which, of course, is getting nationwide attention. But the uh, Baker Theodore series has gone back a long way. This will be like the 58th time they have met. And Theodore has dominated the series. And Steve Mask, his first game back. Uh, since uh, leaving Pell City, and now he's in charge of the Theodore program, and they're coming off a fantastic year last year, but their coach left to join the staff at South Alabama. But we congratulate the teams that won yesterday, and we'll talk more about that during the scoreboard. But for Her- Fairhope, boy, I'll tell you, it was a marvelous comeback, Mark. They were down 14-3 to in the fourth quarter and scored two touchdowns and yeah. made a stop. They couldn't stop. Their defense couldn't stop Spanish for it in the first half, but they certainly took care of business in the second half. Yeah, and I think it was like a 60-yard-plus run with a, yeah, that, uh, that really kind of took the momentum. So a great first night of high school football. Little kind of wet the appetite, not a full slate, just enough to get you, you know, water, wet, uh, licking the lips a little bit, wanting a little more, and here we are at week one. It's, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's very exciting. All right, this is on the lighter side. There's a few headlines we'll get to, but this is on the lighter side. One of the players that's going to join us, or at least scheduled, is Bryce Kane, who's a committed to Auburn. This guy is supposed to be as quick as anybody. He's supposed to be as fast as anybody. So I was thinking on the way over here, do we, does uh, 
your your buddy there, Triple G, challenge him. Nick being the I'm so good, and I know he ran against what Eager when yeah, I wasn't An there. Anthony Eager. Does yeah. he does he does he uh, challenge uh, Kane in a uh, foot race? Kane is, from what we've heard, is just incredibly fast. Uh, you know, he's basically come out of nowhere to to commit to Auburn. But then, of course, I was reading that story about Kevin Hart, and I'm wondering if, if that's a good idea. Kevin Hart challenged Stephen Ridley to a, a foot race, don't ask me why, and wound up in a wheelchair uh, because I, I mean, he pulled a stomach muscle or something like that. But Nick looks like he's dressed to run. What do you think? I don't know. I think we'd have to. Uh, it's a little early. I'm not sure Triple G is properly stretched. He might He might reenact the Kevin Hart 40-yard uh, yeah. dash here. I mean, we have a track. We have a football stadium here. Well, we had got we got to get the vehicle back, uh, so we need somebody to drive it. So I don't know if that's a good idea. I mean, he's 0 for one in he's 0 for one in. Uh, well, I d I've never seen Kane run, but from what I've heard, it's probably not a good idea. I don't know. Nick was uh, he held his own uh, against uh, Anthony Eager. I mean, he had no shot of winning, and Eager didn't even have running shoes on. But I digress. So can we put boots on Kane or like some heavy yeah. duty boots or something? So what do you think, Nick? You want to, you want to race Bryce Kane, the wide receiver here from Baker, a little bit uh, later today? Do you think that uh, we'll give you we'll give you a half hour or so to maybe forty five minutes to wake up, maybe or, uh, or go out and start stretching or run some laps? What do you think? I'm not really wearing shoes Conducive that need to, to be that. creased. Uh huh. Oh, my bad. I'll be running like. Like this? Yeah. How about listening in their car? Yeah. <laughs> How about if you get a 20-yard head start or, so, or 20 feet head start or something like that? Where are we going? 40 yards? I would I have to say price. 40 yards, 20-yard head start. I think I could pull that you off. You could. Creases be damned. We can we can make that work, <laughs> right? I mean, come on. I'm, I'm halfway there already. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, it's game day, so we'd have to run that by coach to see if. And oh, can you imagine, man, if he pulled something? Yeah. From racing my. Yeah. How about you? What if so? you pulled something? Oh, I would. That that would just be. That's be workers' comp. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I pull something. <laughs> all right. Well, we can we can see if we can get that going. We'll even get the band to play while they're doing. Let's it. all. We should all race someone in our age bracket. Oh, how about getting I, Mark? I'll, you I'll get coach. one of the coaches. No, I got. Lee, we'll find one of the cafeteria <laughs> ladies. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the for the band. What song to play? I'm trying to remember that the theme song for what was that movie? That famous movie. Chariots of Fire. That's it. Yeah. Play that one. All right. Yeah. I could, I could, just, I could just see it. It'd be, there'd be some guys. Come on, Bryce. Come on, Bryce. Come on, Nick. Come on, Nick. I'd be like, Come on, Mark. Come on, Mark. Come on, Coach. And then it'd be like, Lee, go. And everybody'd be like, Run, Ethel, run. <laughs> well, the band is just about ready to go. Uh, they were out here, and uh, uh, I think they're warming up over there. They're warming there. up. All right, good. We're going to be hearing from them. I hope quite a bit. Uh, they, they're not bringing out all 500 of them, but uh, we'll get a few. Okay, fair, fair enough. Uh, so we got a lot going on today. Uh, let's. Uh, we're going to talk to a bunch of Baker folks here, uh, here in hour number one. Uh, Steve Norman's going to join us in hour number two, around 7:30 or so. Uh, we'll do our middle like golf report. We'll have plenty of time, uh, opportunities for you guys to jump in at 694-1055. Uh, you mentioned Kevin Hart, Cam Newton in the news. He, like everybody else, had an opinion on. Uh, the Gators documentary, except he didn't have the one opinion everybody else did, which was he should have been in the documentary, right, along with all the other off-the-field issues. But interesting 
nugget of information. He never got his national championship ring. Ah, what a shame. He's had championship rings at Bin and at Auburn. So maybe, I mean, I'd be a little maybe Florida. Off. Maybe Florida can take care of that, right? You would think. Belatedly, and got a, also an update on the blind side. You want to share now, or is that a tease? Do we have time? Sure. All right. The, show. the producers, well, we do have quite a few people to join us, but the producers of the blind side have spoken in a sense, and what they've sent out seems to favor the Tui family. Michael Orr has claimed he didn't receive anything by appearing or his name, image, and likeness in the movie, and the producers say that about seven hundred fifty or seven hundred sixty thousand dollars was given to the agency that handled all of the talent. And obviously the agency takes off a commission. I don't know exactly how much they didn't break it down, which then would be more in accordance with the Tui family saying they, or the attorneys for the Tui family saying they each got about 100000 meaning the mom, the dad, the two kids, and Michael Orr, which would come to about 500000 give or take. You know, we're not being exact on this. Whereas Michael Orr was claiming that the family got millions and millions of dollars from the movie and he got nothing. So basically, their comments the first time we've heard from the producers, the guys that put it together, they seem to be more in, in accordance with what the attorney for the Tuies did said than with Michael Orr's petition to that Tennessee so I guess uh, probate my question, court. Is there anybody that has backed Michael Orr in this at all? His like, mom? Well, I I saw that the Tui family, the brother, sister, father, mother, yeah. they all got two twenty five K apiece right. and two point five percent of net profits. So if you're doing that number, two twenty five times four, take out the taxes that would be right around seven hundred thousand, leaving Michael or nothing. Right, but they've shot that. That was one of the first reports that came out. They've shot that down easily. That has been shot down. And then by who? By the Tuies. Well, duh. Well, but they said they have the fi financial records to prove it, and that's the problem. Him. Michael Orr does not send it to Nick at WNSP.com. Yeah, yeah, it's going to go far. Yeah. Right into the spam folder. Well, <laughs> if you want to take that stand, that's fine. The attorneys for the Tuies would debate you. The producers of the movie would debate you. But I'm sure Michael Orr would agree with you. Michael Orr would champion your yeah. cause. Keep in touch with him. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. We need to get scoreboard traffic and weather done because we're off and running in our Dr. Christopher Monex High School game day. Mark and Lee and Triple G, of course, in the mobile studios that are Air Sports One. We're on the campus of Baker High School right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. Hey, this is David Morse of QB Country. When I'm in my car, I always have it tuned in to 105.5 WNSP, the sports station. Christopher Monix High School Game Day. Mark and Lee in Air Sports One. We're on the campus of Baker High School. I don't know about you, but I love Friday. I love being at Baker. Got the band ready to go. The cheerleaders are ready to go. We got special guests coming up. And we do want to thank the Mobile County Sheriff's Department. Good people to know. All-State agent Kenneth Morgan, a participating sponsor, along with the Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm. The Orthopedic Group. Thank you so much, Stephen. QB Country, Greer's Markets. 
And also today, we welcome in Will Barnes and the Barnes family of McDonald's restaurants. Couldn't do this without my good friend Dan Curtis, the uh, athletic director out at Baker, and Principal John Peru. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. John, Fantastic. you're the principal, you? so you got the higher title to start with. You. Uh, <laughs> what? Like, I school, guess it's good to have a title. Every it is, now it's now. good to have a title. That's Doesn't right. mean much, but it, it, it's one of the job perks. It's a pay scale. <laughs> so, uh, what's the school year like? It just started. Uh, We've had a great start. I've been in now for 24 years, and I think this was the best start we've ever had. Um, I think at Baker High School, we've done a great job putting together great staff. One of the best things that we do is I try to hire great people around me. That's evident today with, with Coach Curtis, um, and, and they handled their business, did a great job. So we had a great start, great year. Uh, we're excelling in everything we, we do. Uh, one big token about athletics that we're proud of, all of our athletic teams last year made the postseason play except for one and that goes from tennis golf you name it all the way down to esports so we take everything you know i've been on coach curtis this week about flag football <laughs> you know we're starting flag football and my expectations with those young ladies are the same we're going to be the best we can so i've been harassing him about that this week how's that team look dan uh, we put together a good squad. I'm really excited about that. Who, who's the coach? Uh, coach uh, uh, Phil Jid is going to be our coach this year for that. So Have he, you had a big turnout? Uh, we had over 45 girls try out, and we whittled it down to 19 solid girls that are going to play. So we have b both varsity and JV going forward. So it's gonna, we're excited Been about that. Been years since you've beaten Theodore. Can you come out and guarantee a win tonight? I know any crushers old. <laughs> you know, I'm not the one on the field, Coach. I think Coach Norman might have me in his office if I were to do something like that. Wait a minute, it's yeah. the other way around. He'll be in your office. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know, I know how this runs around this place. I just help. I just help out here. That's what I do. John, I was exaggerating, but how many members in the band these days? I haven't counted this year, but we're usually right around 300, anywhere over 300. I'll never forget that first time we came out here, and I'm like, I have never seen. I, I didn't count them, but I'd say. Our, we were in the other parking lot in uh -huh. front of the gym, and like, was it really up to 300? Now we're not getting all 300 today. I, no, no, I think we're just getting drum, drum line out early this morning. Uh, but you know, Baker High School on a Friday night's a production. It's it's bigger than just a football game. You know, you have our cheerleaders. Our squad has 30, 40 girls. Uh, then you throw in our dance team. Uh, you throw in the band. Yeah, our national champion dance team, by the way. They are national champions. That's right. So we got to throw that out there for and them. And our cheerleaders, uh, we've started a competitive squad the past two years. They're excelling. Uh, I fully expect them to win championships at any given moment. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, we're so happy to have both of you here. We're happy to be here. Let me ask you this. Can we go with a serious question? Yeah. You know, I think when you've <laughs> arrived, you know when you arrived, you have other schools trying. Well, John, this goes way before you. I remember when I used to cover Baker and you had kids leaving and going to Murphy because you didn't have China, Chinese or something on the uh, agenda. But you know you've arrived when you have athletes that are being pursued. It's a shame that it's happening, but it is. I didn't know if you've, got, you know, you've had a, a star player leave in basketball. I am so happy your quarterback decided to stay. Yeah, we, we love Josh. Josh has been, and we love all of our athletes. Um, and even with LeBaron going there, it, it I want everybody to understand with LeBaron, it was an opportunity to play on the national level. And that's hard to pass up because, you know, we can take – Coach Armstrong does a great job of getting our guys out to all the all the big important tournaments that we can. But national is national, and that's, that's a big thing. Um, but with Josh specifically, Josh has made a commitment to Baker. He's always been here. He's had many people call him and ask them, uh, come on, come, come to us. And, and I'm – 
he's just a quality kid, and I, I love that about him. And he goes about his business correctly, um, and we're we're really excited for that. As a matter of fact, so much so that I think, um, it, barring any unforeseen circumstances, he'll graduate early and be able to move on to his uh, college of choice very quickly. So and in that December. is Mississippi State now, right? Um, is it? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, as, as far as I know of today, it's still Mississippi State. But you know, I, I love that about Josh is that he he likes to keep everything close to his vest, so you you're, you may not get anything out of him as far as, as that moving forward. So, <laughs> John, yesterday uh, the, the coach at Notre Dame, Freeman, was asked by Dan Patrick if he knows the name of every player on the Fighting Irish squad, and he said, well, some of them I know nicknamed. Do you know the name of all your students here? I do not. That's probably the most difficult thing for me, having um, 2,487 <laughs> students. Uh, but I'll tell you, you know, we just talked about Josh and that group. I, I was very blessed before I came to Baker. Uh, I had most of these kids in middle school. So this senior group, I had them as sixth graders at Causey. So this is my sixth year here at Baker. So my last year at Causey, Josh and Rod and all these guys were in sixth grade um, at Causey Middle School. So I've had an advantage of seeing those kids grow up. It's been a blessing to watch them. Um, and goodness, I can remember Roderick, our running back, who's committed to Jack State. I think he spent more time in my office than he did the uh, English teacher's class. Uh, but it's been a pleasure to watch these guys grow up and become young men. And they're all outstanding human beings. You know, you talk about the athletics all the time. Uh, but the culture here at Baker High School, we have produced very strong quality young men. Uh, and that's probably what I'm most proud of uh, from all of our athletes. And Coach Norman has done a phenomenal job with our football program. We've made the playoffs for the past three years. That's the first time in history. Uh, so our goal this year, you know, we were number two in the region last year, mm -hmm. correct? Yeah, that's uh, correct. So we're going to try to win the region, and we want to get into the playoffs, and then we want to win in the playoffs. Uh, so I'm very proud of our staff, and we've done a good job of keeping uh, Coach Norman and his staff together. So I'm very proud of that. Wonderful. Guys, thanks so much. We're going to be hearing from the band. We're going to be hearing from some of your coordinators. Yep. We've got the quarterback, Flowers, coming in. We've got Steve Norman. Thanks to you, Dan. Oh, yeah. And I'm really looking forward to our guest at 830. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to have Blaine come back over and talk to you guys. He's he's phenomenal, and he's doing some great things, too. So When, when Coach pops in, we'll let him know about the guarantee. Yeah. <laughs> and I got one thing. My money is still on Bryce if we race this morning. You're on Bryce? Yeah, my money's on Bryce. What, what is the odds now, the over-under on this one? Oh, I'm taking Bryce all day. See, the that, kid can move. I'm just telling you, the kid the can move. That's the first heat. The one that everybody's coming out to see is Norman versus Shervanian. <laughs> Who you got? I'm really, I'm all. I, uh, who's going to go to the hospital? Is that what we're talking about? Because yeah, I mean. that's 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 going to be the only thing I'm worried it's about. Definitely going to depend on the length. Yeah, <laughs> but that's yeah. the one we're all looking for. That's yeah. the one we're looking for. You mean the, is that the teaser or the preliminary or is that the main I'm event? Be honestly, if there's a if because you work out, I got you in a distance race. Fast walk. I can I, beat I him in a I fast walk. And in, in, in a sprint, I just I think it just depends on whether Norman can get out, get out of the blocks quick. Coach may be a little preoccupied if, this if, morning. If he's, if he's got a squat down to start, advantage Shervanian. Because uh, I'm not true. sure he's getting back all up. Day, all day. I got you. <laughs> I got hey, you guys, appreciate it. Thank you all so much. Love being out here at Baker. Appreciate y'all, guys. Thanks appreciate for, you, what y'all do us. for high school sports. All right, so we're, uh, we got a, a minute here. want to let you know. We, uh, we're going to talk some uh, defense next. We'll talk to some Baker players at 7. Coach Norman will be here at 7.30. Um, and then we'll have an opportunity to talk to you guys. The band is here. The, uh, the cheerleaders are here. We're here right behind the stadium. If you're in the area, come honk. Air Sports 1's right here.
if you can get into the place. That, that might be the other issue. Uh, this time of year, it's, uh, it ain't easy getting into the parking lot, but it's it's something to behold, I can assure you. All right, it's uh, the Dr. Christopher Monarchs High School game day. We're at Baker High School right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. High School Game Day. That's right, Mark. I'm Lee Shervain in Air Sports One. We're on the campus of Baker High School. That the band, or at least the drumline, and the cheerleaders out here bright and early. A little warm up before their 8 a.m. pep rally. Lee, it's uh, clearly high school football season. It sure is. And and again, thanks to LNS Air Conditioning, uh, Rich's Car Wash, Ward International Trucks, among our sponsors as we uh, our second game day. Good friend of mine is Chase Kagagni. He's the offensive coordinator. Uh, for those who don't remember, Chase was a guest of mine many times last year during my Saturday show. Got to know Chase when he came to South Alabama assisting uh, with Steve Campbell and the South Alabama program. He's a former quarterback in his own day. Uh, Arkansas was one of the places. His dad was a very famous quarterback at uh, Arkansas. And since I'm not going to go through your whole resume, good morning. More leave, more, more. How y'all doing? I tell We're you what, Switch, work. I lied to you. Grab that other one. Grab the other one. I'm All surprised right. I didn't ask you your favorite color. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get your favorite color yet. I, hey, it's uh, Baker blue. There you. Oh, blue. good answer. Good answer, yes, sir. All right. So let's talk about uh, the offense this year. You know, you and I had so many conversations off the air, on the air, about what happened last year, the four and seven record, and some of the really, really heartbreaking losses. Uh, and you mentioned about uh, Flowers not being surrounded by as much, as far as offensive playmakers as he did his sophomore year what's it look like this year well I'm really excited this year um, we got Kevin Beckham back which uh, last year he went down with an ankle injury right before the season so that really hurt um, he was uh, our guy who was going to be replacing Jamari Hawkins who went on to go play at Memphis and he's actually gonna be starting this year as a uh, retro freshman at Memphis um, he was a heck of a playmaker um, and then um, Bryce Kane was a huge huge asset to our offense it was his first year to ever play football in his entire life um, he was uh, a baseball player, a stud on the baseball field. And uh, um, someone told me to go, hey, you need to go take a look at this kid running around the bases. And uh, I went out to one of the baseball games, and I was like, all right, I got to get this kid. <laughs> and so I kept going to the baseball games and talking to his mom and convincing uh, her to, to let him come out and play football. And, uh, you know, finally finally made it happen, and uh, the rest is history. He's committed to Auburn now. But uh, when we first started, he actually had a high ankle sprain last year. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that was hard because he, he's a, a big-time deep threat. But uh, for several games out of the year, he you know, he's tough as nails. The kid never even played football, and he played through it. Um, but he had a hard time running throughout a lot of games and had, it, had to have it taped up and um, would get tackled and kept tweaking it again. Um, but, uh, Josh, I was so impressed with how he uh, responded to, uh, the, you know, just that type of diversity. Um, he, uh, he actually ran for <laughs> over 1,400 yards on the ground. Um, we had to kind of change up some things, and uh, 
but uh, he did a heck of a job with it. And we ended up hosting, you know, going four and two in region, hosting a home playoff game. We're just a couple plays away from w winning region. Um, so um, it was uh, still a heck of a year. We had a tough non-region schedule, but we look forward to uh, uh, the season this year. How did the King get such a, an offer and playing such a limited time and what, he's committed to Auburn now? How did that happen? Well, he's, he still had him, I think, about seven, eight touchdowns last year. Um, and, uh, you know, caught him, uh, he, you know, was, I think, our, one of our leading receivers. Um, but, uh, the boy, the, the plays when he was healthy, whew, I mean, he can fly. He, um, he ran a 10-7. Um, as a sophomore, 100 meter dash, and uh, and when he went to camps camping this year, I mean he, he went out and ran a 4.35 at Ole Miss, ran a uh, I, I I don't even know what he ran at Auburn, but I know that they were just when they looked at the stopwatch, they're like wow, um, he can absolutely fly, and he his route running has gotten insanely better. The kid is he just literally gets better every day. He competes. Um, his, he he's a heck of a playmaker. I'm really excited in what he's going to do this year. He's He's a stud. Um, if if I would have had him all all four seasons, I, I can't even tell you what type of records he would have set at Baker. Chase Calgagny is the offensive coordinator for Baker. So we're going to see a lot of throws, long throws to Kane from uh, Flowers tonight or in the season. Um, is that in the game plan? <laughs> go deep, go deep, hey, go deep. You're, you're going to see all sorts of stuff. Um, you know, it, it, whether it's getting the ball out quick, going deep, running it. Um, I, I, I don't want to say too much, but uh, here, at the end of the day, as an office coordinator, uh, the ball, the, the object is to get the ball in your playmaker's hands. But also, the object is you got to take numbers. If they load the box, we're going to throw it. If you, uh, you know, back up and you want to want to give us the box, we'll take the box. We got uh, not only do we got Josh Flowers, but we have Roderick Taylor, who's a Division One running back. Um, he's a stud, uh, great, great player. He's been a starter for this is going to be his third year. Uh, so we got great skill players. Uh, we got great kids all around. Um, yeah, we're not might not be as big as some of these other teams around here, but we got heart. We got a big heart. That was, for lack of a better term, that was kind of an issue last year, right? Uh, what's your offensive line look like? I know they, last year they weren't really big. Uh, is that still kind of a, a theme moving into this year? And, and, and does that ultimately impact the way you try to call a game? Yeah, that 100% does. I mean, yeah, we, I mean, our, our line knows it. We're not the biggest guys. Um, but, you know, like I said, but, hey, but they're, what they're not big, they make up for in toughness. And they got great heart. I mean, the heck, they're out here. Busting their tail out in the heat all all summer long, uh, all morning long. Uh, Coach Coach Barber, Coach Wilson, Coach Bowman, they do a great job coaching those guys, um, and they really, really, really bust their tail. I mean, they can. Our center can go play tackle. Our, our guard can go play tackle. Our, our center, you know, they can all play every position. Heck, we even you know have our super back that can play any spot in O line, um, which is our, our tight end. Um, they they have really they have good chemistry. Um, yeah, they're not the biggest, but they're going to give us. Uh, a chance they're going to fight their tail off and they're going to bust their I, I, I would go to bat with them I'll put them out there against anybody any day Chase let's get back to uh, Flowers uh, were you concerned that with all the pressure he gets to leave that you might not have him for his senior year did that ever come to pass never once never once um, he's, he's loyal um, he's loyal and uh, not only do I, I preach loyalty first but it's something that he's, he's always been about is loyalty first uh, at, the, at the end of the day um, you know, that's that's a, a big common occurrence and big common theme. But uh, what this world and what this sport needs more than anything right now is loyalty. Um, and I there's think very it's little of it, as you know. Yeah. Very little. You've worked with him for a long time. How much better do you think he is than, let's say, last year? 
or is he that much better? Josh, Josh is, uh, I hope he's not listening. Uh, <laughs> he's coming in. He's supposed to be here in a few uh, minutes. His, uh, his ceiling is, is so unreal. Um, he gets better and better and better every single day, not just as a player, but just as a person. I mean, he's an amazing person, but um, just as a leader, uh, as a quarterback. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm, the sky's the limit for him, and he's going to do not just big – he's done big things at Baker. Um, you know, a lot of our success has been because of him. And But he's going to do amazing things at Mississippi State, I promise you. Now, you've been here for a couple of years now. You've never – since you've been here, you've never beaten Theodore. They're coming off no. a fantastic year. All right. What's as you're the play caller for an offense, right? You yeah. still call the plays. Oh, yeah. What are you going to have to do to get it done to beat this team tonight? You know, um, try to I, go I, deep to Kane. <laughs> I hope Theodore's not listening. No, I'm, I'm, um, basically, um, trying to keep it a little more simple. Um, it got really complex with it. Spring. I wanted to see what we could handle. Um, did a lot of crazy stuff. Um, but you know, we. Uh, it's going to be hot, and when it's hot, you know that your guys, when they, when they get tired, they get sweaty. It, it gets a little tough on them, and so mentally, I, I want them to take make it easy on them. Um, let's just go put, make plays where we don't have to think. This have man fun. just said simple, so he's busting out the double reverse pass. <laughs> <in the first game>. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how, how do you, um, as a coordinator though? How many times are you calling a play because you like what you see, and how much of it is? maybe setting up for something two or three plays down. Like, Ooh. you know, it's not checkers, it's chess, right? It, it is 10,000% so chess. is there ever a point, though, where you feel like, man, maybe I'm overcoaching or overanalyzing? Like, how does that yes. work? What's that dynamic like in the middle of a game for you? Yes, and that's exactly what I kind of did um, in spring. I wanted to throw – I told the guys, I'm going to throw the playbook at y'all this spring. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know if Theodore got our spring game, screen, spring film or not, um, you know. Who cares that they did because they're going to see a lot of different stuff. They're going to be like, what the heck? Um, so, uh, but then you really got to take what, hey, what what are we good at? What what can we do? What can't we do? Um, you got you to gotta play to your players. You got to play. What I always tell my kids, guys, we got to call plays based on our personnel, but also based on their personnel. What what can we attack in their personnel? How can we get mismatches on with our players on their players? How do I get my good players? And I, I want my guys, I want, I have like a touch chart. Like I, I got to make sure that this guy gets this many opportunities. This guy gets this many opportunities because at the end, end of the day, you got to put the ball in your playmaker's hands. But if you don't have plays to do that and you don't make make them understand and where they don't have to think it's just like clockwork, um, then it's going to be better for the success for them. So when you define a game plan and you face a team that is physical as Theodore and known to have some very physical players up front, and as you said, you're maybe not as big, how does that alter your plan? You got to take what they give you. You got to take 100% what they give you. Hey, they're gonna, they're gonna come in and load a box. Now where it gets tough, you know, hey, someone, someone doesn't have to load the box, and then they, they still stop the run and they take away the alleys for the short game, and then they play deep and they take away the deep ball. You know, like that's, that, that, that so that's that can be that can be tough. But I, I think that we are, we have pl enough playmakers to where you're gonna have to take something away. Yeah. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to play deep to to, to take away Bryce's deep ball. Well, that's gonna help us in the run game. Right. That's gonna help us in the quick game. Or you're gonna, if you try to take away the quick game, then we're gonna be able to go deep. If you try to take away the run game, you're gonna be able to go quick game. But if you try to take away the quick game and the deep ball, we should be able to hopefully we should be able to run the football. So generally speaking, and I'm not talking about this week's game, but just in general. So if you play a team hypothetically that's faster than you, 
you probably want to run or attack right at them, right? You don't want to try to get around them because of that speed. So is that accurate? And, and is the reverse true? If a team is more physical, do you try to run away from that? Or do you feel like because they're so physical, they're going to shed that block and jump in those gaps or get into that hole early? So if, I, if there's a guy who's it's more, more physical than us and he, we, can't, we can't block him, we read them. Okay. <laughs> so uh, you got all sorts of reads. I, if, 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 I'm sure I, heck, the theater already knows. You can, watch, you can watch it on film. We do a lot of reads, power read, zone read. We'll do a uh, midline read. We'll, we'll read. We, I run, we run power read 10,000 different ways. We're going we're gonna to window dress. We're going to change it up. We're going to change up the way we block it weeks. We're going we're gonna to make it look completely different, we're going to make you wrong. Uh, try to. That's 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 the plan. So, um, you know that that's one thing. That there's guys that, and there's in high school that happens a lot more than it does in college, um, because some team might have a monster and you don't have a six three three hundred twenty pound monster. You know, Theodore's got some monsters. Um, you know, we we already know Kevin Norwood's committed to South Alabama, and they got Bobby Pruitt is committed to Miami. Um, pretty good players. But what do you got to do? You got to make sure that. Uh, you, uh, you do things to help your players be successful and try to uh, eliminate those guys from making plays. Chase, as always, it's great to see you. You look great. Good luck tonight, yeah. okay? And we'll it's great be to touch, see you all right? as well. Yeah, it's nice to have you in here. Uh, we're going to let you go. We want to pick up the sounds of the Baker Band and the cheerleaders, as we will for, I guess, the next couple of segments. Yeah, it's the uh, Dr. Christopher Molinex High School game day. We're uh, out here at Baker High School. Take a listen to the Baker Band. It's Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP, WNSP.com. Our Dr. Christopher Monix High School game day, Mark and Lee, and Air Sports One. And as you can hear, 
We are on the campus of Baker High School. Thanks in large part to our title sponsor, as he has been for years and years, Dr. Christopher Mullenix and Mobile Oral and Facial Surgery. Uh, Dr. Mullenix and Dr. Aaron Wellander perform a range of surgeries. We've talked about this all during the week. They do dental implants. They do wisdom teeth. They do jaw surgery and much, much more. And, you know, we're going to be talking with uh, Eric Scott, the uh, defensive uh, coordinator for Baker, but uh, he should know and everybody should know if you have any issues, especially early in the day, uh, any problems that you need any kind of surgery, you give them a call. You don't need a referral. You call him immediately at 471-3381. Chances are they can get you in day of. Located at 715 Downtown Boulevard, Dr. Mullenix has been serving the Mobile area for over 20 years. I've been there, oh, I'd say a good seven or eight uh, years getting dental implants, so I can vouch. I can recommend highly that uh, if, if somebody asks me, uh, hey, is he as good as advertised? Yes, he's better. Very professional and very personable as his staff. It's no wonder they were voted 2023 Best Oral Surgeon in Mobile. We just finished talking about the uh, Baker office. The guy that's going to fill us in on the defense is Eric Scott. Not to be confused with Derek Scott, the head coach of Foley, although they are brothers. Eric, welcome. How you doing? Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Love so you. in scrimmages or head-to-head, who's been prevailing, your defense or the offense? Uh, you know, that's a, that's a tough one, but um, it's pretty even. But there are days when the offense gets us and, you know, I, we ain't going to toot our horn, but most days we give them uh, uh, a little trouble. Most of the attention is on some of those offensive players because of the verbal commitments and so forth. Do you have anybody on defense that's getting that kind of attention? Not not at this uh, moment. A lot of them are, are still on the fence. Uh, we got some guys getting attention, but they've not been offered yet. Uh, and, they, you know, they're, they're going to have to have a great uh, senior season, and I expect a couple of those guys, too. Um, Dylan Hudson, I expect to have a great year. Um, Dawson Kelly, um, Leland Norman, uh, Coach Norman's son. Uh, a lot of those guys are, uh, are coming on strong and uh, and putting their foot forward to be um, be the guy for us is, on defense. Is he ball too, or is it a trade? <laughs> no, nah, he's got a full he, head. He's got time. Right. <laughs> he's good. I mean that that poor kid. He wasn't he wasn't dealt a real good hand, was he? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's uh, hey, he's get, he's getting better every day, good. and uh, we're glad to have him. Well, uh, you know, going up against Theodore, what a task that is oh, in the is. year they had, and it's been it's been a rough going for Baker the last what six years trying to beat Theodore. So. Mm-hmm. Is your defense physical enough? That's a good question. We're going to find out tonight. And um, I think they are. Uh, I think they're up to the task. Um, but we, we know we got a tough opponent. And uh, we know we got a tough task. Um, you know, those guys down there do a good job of what they do. Uh, their strength is their O-line uh, and their D-line. And we know that. And uh, we know we're going to have to stop the run game. Uh, at the end of the day, it all starts with the quarterback, Cameron Rigsby. And... Uh, he he's their signal caller. He does it. Uh, he starts everything up and keeps it going for him. I gotta believe that the 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 opening game of the season is always a little bit tougher because there's just not a whole lot of film, right? So you're not real sure what you're real good at at this point, and you're not real sure you don't have a whole lot of film on what they do. So it's a little bit of a crapshoot, right? Oh, it's definitely a crapshoot. We're going. We, you got to put your whole defense in, yeah, and then get there and figure out what you're going to need to use. Yeah, and uh, that's exactly what we had to do was install everything. Uh, to, to be ready for these guys and what they do, and, and they're so good at what they do um, that it's a lot of checks and stuff that you have to be ready for. 
based on their red zone, based on their open field offense, it, it's just a lot. They do, and their RPO offense, they do just enough RPOs to scare you yeah. to death. So, fact that they've gone from Eric Collier's head coach Steve Mast, does that make much of a difference in the type of team you're going to see tonight? You know, I don't think so. Uh, uh, coach Collier and uh, Coach Mast are built on the same uh, platform, I believe, of run the ball, physical teams. Um, discipline teams and they're going to get after you and uh, they're going to make you play 48 minutes of football and uh, we know we're going to have a physical team on our hands regardless Theodore has always been that team and there's all and I, and I seem to believe they're going to always be that type team how have you navigated through the heat this uh, this fall it's been it's been a challenge uh, navigating the heat and um, our um, athletic trainer has done a great job of um, having us um, water breaks, uh, taking the pads off. Uh, we've limited practices, cut stuff that we could cut. We really uh, cut our practice schedule down to as, uh, as to the essentials uh, to deal with the heat. And I think everybody has to deal with that if you want to bring your team at full strength to Friday night. And uh, you got to be careful with heat illness. All right. When you were growing up, your brother Derek, if somebody had said that both of you being coaching what would your thought process been at that time growing up yeah you that, did yeah we, we kind of knew we wanted to be coaches um, in high school um, that's really why we chose Southern Miss we knew they had the uh, coaching sports administration degree and uh, we chose Southern Miss because of the coaching sports administration degree um, yeah we had some influences in our life growing up that were coaches, and uh, they were really good to us and uh, the Pleasant family. And uh, Mr. we lost Mr. Pleasant last year, and that was a that hurt us. But uh, we he was definitely one of our role models. So therefore, tell me about the sibling rivalry growing up. <laughs> Who was tougher? Did you have a lot of fights growing up, you not, and Derek? Not a lot of fights. Uh, I can remember one. My grandmama won that fight. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so are you the screamer? I mean, you know, defense quarters have this stigma, yeah. like they're the screamers, right? Yeah, the OC guys are a little soft, a little more yeah. analytical. The head coaches, they're the CEO. So you're the screamer? You got it, brother. Yeah. yeah that's about how it goes, you know. Well, you know. I'm, I'm glad the, we got you before the game now. Who was no the better athlete, you or Derek? <laughs> he seems to think he was, but uh, we both are pretty close. And uh, I... I still, I still claim my title as the fastest one. <laughs> Very good. So right. he was definitely stronger, though. Ain't no doubt. Now, if you need a big play, like we got playmakers on the Baker offense, if you need a big play, a stop, who are you calling on? I'm calling on Dylan Hudson. Uh, I think he's our guy uh, right now. I, I expect some guys to show up right now, but if I had to call a name right now, that's who I'm looking for. Uh, I'm looking for his brother Donovan. I'm looking for Jawan Springs. These young guys. Um, but our linebackers and our D-line um, are definitely the ones that we're going to go to. Coach, really do appreciate it, man. Great great seeing you again. Wish you the best of luck. Thank uh, you, guys. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for all y'all do for high school sports. All right. It's the uh, it's the Dr. Christopher Monax High School game day. We're going to uh, take a break here, wrap up hour number one. Um, we have a lot going on in hour number two, including some Baker players. Coach Steve Norman's going to join us, and of course, we'll talk to you. Take a listen to the Baker band.
This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station. 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. assistant band director of Baker. Man, what do you guys got cooking this season? Man, we're really excited. We've been working all summer to put on a good show. Uh, we're going to be doing a show called World on Fire, but we're also ready to come out here um, with this football season, support the team, support the fans, and, and, and rock the stands out. All right, Greg, we're excited. Mark, Lee, back to y'all. Appreciate it, Nick. Welcome back in. It's the Dr. Christopher Monix High School Game Day. Mark, I'm Lee Shervanian. We're in Air Sports One. We're on the campus of Baker High School. You know, Mark, uh, we've been talking about some high-profile athletes. we got two of them right here in Air Sports One, uh, representing the Baker team, the quarterback who's been here and starting now for three years. Josh Flowers has committed to Mississippi State. Bryce Kane has come along quickly, considered one of the fastest guys around. He is committed to Auburn. Josh, welcome aboard. How are you doing? Good. All right. Well, let me ask you first of all, and, and we discussed this coming in. You know, you, you had the high-profile basketball star, LeBaron Filan, who played basketball with. He decided to transfer out of his senior year. As you know, there's been a lot of transfers going around. I imagine the pressure on you to transfer was probably quite, uh, let's say, a, a lot of pressure to do, to do that because of your athletic ability and the fact you're a quarterback. Why did you decide to stick around for your senior year at Baker? I decided to stay at Baker because, you know, I didn't play with these guys since middle school, you know, just to, and just where I started from, you know, never, like, I don't want to, you know, leave the team that I started with and progress with and became the player that I am today with. So I just wanted to stay there and stick by their side, you know, lead them to a great season. Much was expected last year at Baker. You were 7-4 and four in your sophomore year. Last year, things didn't go as planned. You made the playoffs, to your credit, 4-2 and two in the region, 4-7 and seven overall. What about this year? What do you see happening this year? Do you have more talent around you? Because last year, I understand, you had to pretty much carry the offense. Oh, yeah, we, it's the same offense, just better players. You know, they progressed over the summer, you know, got better. You know, our line got better. Our right receiver core got better. KJ coming back this year, and our running back just the stronger he was last year. All right, the player to your left, Bryce Kane, can he can – he run faster than you can throw I mean can you out throw him or what if I understand he's a speedster that uh, he's the fastest guy on campus but uh, which 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 is better can you throw uh, I mean catch up to him or can he uh, you can't reach him sometimes you know I don't really stack and overthrow him because like you know it depends on the timing and everything with the how you want to release the ball and everything so I pretty much don't overthrow him that much just because how much he can just track down the ball Bryce, you were a baseball star here, and that's when uh, Chase Calgagny spotted you running the bases. Why did you decide to uh, play some football? It's a little rougher. Yeah, uh, I thought I had an opportunity to uh, just go show out in football, so uh, I asked my mom so I could play uh, so I could play football, and she was just like so concerned about it, and she was scared, and she didn't want me to like get hurt, 
and I was just like, Mom, let me just try it out for one time. So she let me try it out, and she just loves it now, and I love it too. And I'm blessed to be here in this position right now. All right. Did you see, you see that guy right there in the red shirt? You think you could take him in a 40 or a 100? Yeah, he'll get gapped. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I tend to agree. Now, I want you to know, he, he ran against uh, South Alabama receiver Anthony Eager. It was closer than I thought it was going to be. I'm not saying he's going to win, and I don't want to put you in a bad spot with Coach because I don't want you popping a hamstring out here, but I'm just saying it might be worth your time. I'll take him on. I'll take it on. Bryce, do you get challenged a lot? Do people actually do come up to you at, with the reputation you have now? Nope, because they already know I'll gap them. <laughs> All right. On the other side, though, I could beat Coach, right, in a 40? Mm-hmm. I could take Coach, right? Yeah. I mean, we might have to get medical personnel on the field <laughs> if Coach running 40, right? Yeah. All right. I just want—I just want to throw that one out there. Can Lee beat? Could Lee beat Coach? See, that's the one everybody wants to see. I think that's yeah, the one we charge yeah. admission for. That, that would be a good race for real. Yeah. Yeah. A 40, maybe a 40. I couldn't go 100. I could not <laughs> I, do 100. I'm pretty sure Coach couldn't go 100 either. I'd be, I'd be gasping. So let me ask you this: Do you ever come back to the huddle and say, Josh, I can beat my man? Uh, yeah, like, um, if he's pressing a lot, then me and Josh already got that chemistry, and we already know what to do. Like, as soon as I get on that line and he's pressing, Josh will give me, like, a little signal, and I already know what it would be. So, you, and that would be the... Do you run just fly patterns, or do you go over the middle, or what do you, you know, do you... Oh, yeah, I do. I do every, um, route there is. It's just, most times, if we want to get a big play going, I either run that post, fly, Deep ball, anything like that. Now, Josh, you know your receivers. They all say they are open. You never had a receiver come back and say, bro, don't throw it to me. I'm not open on this one. They're always open, or so they think. Yeah. Yeah. Josh, let me ask you this. Uh, how much better are you as a quarterback coming into this game tonight than, let's say, even going into last year? Oh, I say I'm way better a quarterback than last year. You know, honestly, I understand, like, when the ball should be thrown, like, where to put it the exact point and reading the defense when they shift and where to go next with the ball and you know it makes it easy having Bryce and you know, all the other receivers with me because they be on the same page with them having that chemistry they should know where to go like when the defense do certain things so I'm, I feel like we more prepared than last year coming in the first game. I'm trying to remember I think when you got an offer from Alabama I think we had you on the air with us you've had a lot of offers now why Mississippi State? Why Mississippi State? It was just a better pick for me you know as I could see you know that starting quarterback we were Rogers is leaving and declaring for the draft so I could come in and possibly win that starter position and, you know, start as a true freshman. What about you, uh, Bryce? You came along so quickly and, you know, one on one minute you're on the baseball team, the next minute we hear you're committing to Auburn. How did that happen and, and were there other offers or why Auburn? Uh, so I picked Auburn because, like, I knew I can have um, potential of going to the next level of being there and, um, I know the coaches will get me to the next level. They're really good coaches, and um, I love the campus over there. Like, everybody feels like family, and it's just the perfect spot for me. Josh, last year Theodore won something like, I guess it was 32-3. to Baker hasn't beaten them like in six years. What concerns you about tonight's game, if anything? Nothing really concerns me. I'm very confident in winning this game tonight, you know, just my guys going out there competing. You know, we practice hard all summer, all week long, preparing for this. We know the odds against us, you know, this, probably the whole city against us right now, but we can't let this get to us. Just got to go out and prove everywhere we are. Do you like going into a game knowing you're the underdog? Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Prove them wrong? 
So what do you know about Theodore, guys? I know obviously it's the first game of the season. We were talking with your coordinators, and the first game's a little bit tougher because there's not a whole lot of film on yeah. the, this edition of that team. New coach and Steve Mass. What do you guys know about Theodore? Um, no, they got always going to have a D-line. You know, they got um, Kevin from um, the Blunt. They got one of our transfer, Tim. You know, they got the Miami commit, Bobby Pruitt, well, Cameron Pruitt. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they got their defense going to always be there, but we just got to see what their offense is going to bring to the table this game because, you know, our offense is heavily powered too, so we're just going to have to score the ball. Could score about every drive against them, you know, just go out there and compete. Don't let nothing get to us. And if a bad play happens, just put it behind us. But, you know, we can go out there and beat them guys because our skill players are most definitely better than us. So we just got to earn right. it in the trenches. Hear me out. I'm going to run this one by Coach. Pitch it to Bryce coming around the end. Mm -hmm. You go out for the, for the pass. How about we reverse some stuff around here? We How about we flip the script one time? Yeah, hey, I do got them quarterback skills. He can <laughs> throw the ball. Can you catch it? Oh, I, I'm an athlete. I'm an athlete. <laughs> I can do everything. We probably the two I'll run, it by, I'll run it by coach. See, I'll run it up the flagpole, see what he says. All right. He may All ask right. me to leave campus, but there's only, one, <laughs> there's only one way to find out. All right, let me ask both of you, in this day and age of early enrollment, are either or both of you, Bryce, we'll start with you, are you going to leave early and enroll at Auburn? Uh, yes, sir. I'm thinking about it. I don't know uh, what to choose right now because uh, it's either I want to leave early or I want to just stay and play this last baseball season. How about you, Josh? You're a basketball player also. What's your uh, mindset right now? Uh, well, I'm not playing basketball this year. I'm graduating right. early. So. Okay, you're graduating early yes, and sir. report to Mississippi State? Yes, sir. Be in time for spring. Why Why are so many athletes wanting I mean, you got your whole career ahead of you. Why do you want to just skip that senior year and, or the last half of it and get started so early? What's the benefit? Well, because I picked it because it's like my career. So I just want to get there and get there early so I can go ahead and learn the plays, learn the playbook, so it can be easier for me to win that starting job once I get there. How's your offensive line this year? My offensive line, they're going to be good. They got heart. If they, uh, if you get sacked, do you have something to say to any of your linemen, or you just blow it off? Oh, yeah, I got something to say to them. You know, I don't never blow it off. You know, we talk about it. You know, get them to understand what type of game we in. That you know, if you miss, you have like a missed assignment and you can't happen again. So just try to correct your mistakes and just move past it. Don't look back. Don't look back at it too much. You know, don't get in your head about it. Don't get down. Just to move on to the next play and just correct your mistake the next play. Bryce, the best catch you ever made in a high school football game. Uh, it was probably when it was our first spring game. So this is my junior year. I had a, a spring game, and I ran a post route, and Josh threw it up to me, and it came, like, a little bit behind me, so I had to retrack it, and the dude was right there. So I'm like, oh, I got to go attack this ball, like, from the sky. So I jumped, like, really high, grabbed it out the air, and, like, landed on the dude's head and, like, pushed him down. And I like scored the touchdown, and like the whole sideline was going crazy because like, that was my first kiss. Thank you all so much for uh, coming by. We wish you the best of luck moving forward, and uh, we'll be in touch, guys. Best of luck in uh, your future endeavors as well. Yes, thank sir. Thanks. All right, it's the uh, Dr. Christopher Mullinex High School game day. Mark, I'm Ali Shervanian. We're on the campus of Baker High School. Let's take a break. It's your scoreboard, traffic, and weather.
When I'm in Mobile, I listen to WNST 105.5. Welcome back in, 724. It's the Dr. Christopher Monex High School Game Day right here from Fairhope High School. Mark Heim, Alicia Ravanian in Air Sports One. Our thanks to the uh, Fairhope High School cheerleaders making their appearance here on the show this morning. Coming into Air Sports One, that's, uh, I think, a first, too. We've brought the whole cheerleading squad in. Do want to thank some of our sponsors, Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm, Careers Market, Cash Saver, QB Country, also the Orthopedic Group, Air Force Recruiting, and Kenneth Morgan, All-State Agent, all participating in our first game day at Fairhope High School, where, of course, our uh, title sponsor is Dr. Christopher Mullenix, and tomorrow we'll be back with them as we go to Baker High School. All right, you guys can jump in. we got a couple minutes. Guys, uh, I was up late watching the Bishop Sycamore documentary. Spent a lot of time on uh, the Gators this week. Uh, it didn't start until 9 on Max or HBO or whatever we're calling it. It was an hour and 40 minutes. Guys, this dude was wild. Guy was just completely out of the realm of reality. All he did was prey on these guys that were just desperate and destitute. And he threw caution to the wind. He didn't. He had 30, at least 30 lawsuits pending against him, unpaid balances at hotels he had guys stealing from grocery stores so they could eat they didn't go to class it was absolutely bonkers <laughs> it's like you, you're getting really emotional about it, it, it was talking nuts. about like, Roy Johnson, you don't, right? right you don't you don't you didn't hope this guy got arrested you wanted to see this guy get thrown under the jail and he laughed about it the entire time are they still playing do they still have a high school team he has he says he's going to continue now since the documentary got filmed dude got busted for trying to steal stuff from a best buy under an assumed name uh, <laughs> He's a complete and total wreck. Like he, like reality has escaped this guy. He is nuts. So I didn't obviously see it because I don't have HBO Max. So it is Roy Johnson, right? He's yes. the co is he the coach or the principal or what is he? It's it's it's, or we it's don't know. too long to figure out. So they tried to start a school. They wanted to be IMG. He wanted to help kids. Dude didn't have a playbook. Didn't have, like, film. They never watched film. You know, Mark. They didn't have equipment. Like, dude was just running off the cuff. Like, what are you doing? Did they uh, do interviews with ESPN? Because I'm wondering no, how ESPN they fell, and, fell into this trap. Yeah, ESPN. How they could be buffaloed. How they could not know. According what? to this coach, nobody wanted to play IMG. They called him. He said he didn't do anything wrong. They called us. And you know what? It worked because he said, we win no matter what because he said 13 schools after they got their doors blown off IMG called them for the next season and wanted to play them. They had a guy blow an ACL during that game. They didn't have a trainer. So one of the team moms came out. Guy heard it pop. One of the coaches said, now nah, you're good. Dude so, went back out on the field right, and really, lost 56 nothing. Really hard to believe that if ESPN came calling that a school would not play, want to play on a national televised game against IMG. Can you imagine going to Rush Probst? You don't think he'd want to play? 
What, they, no matter who he was coaching. There is so much. I was, like, writing stuff down feverishly. I was like, this is insane. i got to remember this. There's just too much to get to. But when they first started, he claimed it was sixteen grand a year for tuition. So after the parents dropped these guys off, he had them sign, they had them sign these documents. It turns out they were PPP loans. They were all taking loans out. Like some of these guys, and then he was putting these hotel rooms in their names. And so a lot of these hotels would give them 90 days credit to pay their, pay their bills, and then they just skip out. So these kids now have bad credit for the rest of their so, lives. Uh, like, I'm not defending Roy Johnson. I mean, it's obviously a, a, a fraud. But why wouldn't they have tried to interview somebody from ESPN that how could you how could you ESPN wouldn't take part. ESPN and IMG refused to take part in the, in the documentary. All right. And I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't touch it either. But I think a lot of it's on ESPN. Dude's a character, though. For to real. To a trap like that. For Fall real. The guy is an animated. I mean, it, it was entertaining, but at the same time, you're like, dude, someone slapped this guy upside the head. He was nuts. All right, we come back. Eli Gold, the voice of the Crimson Tide, will join us next year on WNSP. Tim Carter set to join us at uh, 7.50 as well. We're here at Fairhope High School. It's Dr. Christopher Melnick's High School Game Day. Stay with us right here on the sports station, WNSP. Thirty-two here on a Friday edition. Thanks for hanging with us. It's the Dr. Christopher Monax High School Game Day. Mark and Lee in Air Sports One. We're on the campus of Baker High School. Participating sponsors for Game Day at Baker include the Mobile County Sheriff's Department, Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm, the Orthopedic Group, QB Country, uh, Greer's Market, and also Ken Morgan, Allstate Aging Kenneth Morgan. And we do welcome uh, Will Barnes and the Barnes family of McDonald's restaurants as we welcome. The head coach, our good friend, comedian slash coach slash good guy, Steve Norman. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? Everybody good? Good. So uh, I asked uh, Josh about this, uh, yeah. about being the underdog, and I would have to say you guys are certainly the underdog. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, uh, Theodore's coming off a heck of a season, you know. I think that what was the third round semis, and they, you know, they're really a good football team. I think Mask is, is kind of, you know, if it's not broke, you know, don't try to fix it. So he's kind of going to take what they've always been doing and, and keep moving forward with it, keep doing it. You know, we expect to see, you know, you go watch last year's film, you're probably going to see the same game tonight as far as what they're going to do scheme wise. Well, I mean, you don't want the same score, though. <laughs> Not wow. the same score. That's they beat, the, they beat the crap out of us last year. <laughs> yeah. it was, I was trying to run out of the, get out with a band last year. So before I'm putting it <laughs> well, that's one way chill. to disappear. Yeah, that's right. Just blend in with a tuba section, <laughs> keep rolling. Yeah. Yeah, 32 to 3 is not something you want to brag ugly. about. Well, we, we already have yeah. a prediction in the app. What's the prediction? Baker 24, Theodore 19. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's impressive. So, no pressure. No that pressure. Was, uh, no pressure. John Perot, the uh, principal. <laughs> what did he, yeah. Oh, yeah. What did he say? <laughs> no, I'm saying. Oh, that he, he stuck it in there. Yeah, no, yeah. So, so if you're up 21, 19 with, yeah. you know, 15 seconds left and you're, yeah. and, you're, and you're in the red zone, yeah. I just want you to remember this moment. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I will. I will. Steve getting serious. Two <laughs> years right. ago, seven and four. Things yeah. were really looking good. The quarterback's back. Sure. Last year slipped to four and seven with yeah. some of the most heartbreaking losses right, you can right. imagine. How do how can we be optimistic this year? Well, the thing about it is, you know, and this is kind of where I'm learning as a head coach, and I know that 
you know, a lot of these guys have been doing this a lot longer than I am. Now, I've been coaching a while, but I've only been a head coach for this is only my fifth year going into this. And the thing about it is you learn a lot through that whole process, you know, as Saban likes to call it. But, you know, when I made the schedule, I went and looked. I found the toughest teams I could find. I thought it would be great for us because we were going to the playoffs. We were knocked out first round. We were facing very tough teams from up north. So I said, well, you know, we need to get us – let's get us a little bit tougher competition to put out against us on Friday night for our non-conference game. And in doing so, we, we still kept really tough schemes on our schedule. You know, we ended up with, with Mountain Brook, who made it to the state championship. I mean, Theodore was a third-round team. would play with Tumka, a playoff team. Dothan, a playoff team. So, you know, every week I thought it would be great to build and build and build on that. So you kind of take those, those losses and everything that happened from those losses. You try to learn from them and build on them and say, okay, this is a way of just of learning – to be better as a team and take our adversity and keep moving forward with it. You have some of the most highly acclaimed offensive players, but yeah. then when we look at tonight's game, and I talk, as we talk to some of your players, how physical Theodore is. Yeah. Now, we always say there's no substitute for speed, yeah. obviously with Bryce Kane. Right. But is there? how can you substitute for teams being very physical, and that's what you're facing tonight? You know, the thing about it is, I mean, and that's part of the game. It's part of playing football. Everybody's going to be physical, especially on a 7A level around here. I mean, they're, you know, you pick out any team you want to, they're going to be a physical team. I mean, I don't care who they are. Uh, even some of the smaller teams around here, they'll they'll come, you know, they'll come knock you in the mouth on a Friday night. So you do, you do everything you can to prepare for it. You try to replicate it out here at practice. You try to go as hard as you can uh, and, and just kind of, you know, it's just part of the game. You know, it's just part of it. How much better this year do you think you'll be than obviously last year? And I'm talking yeah. about yeah. personnel coming back. Right. I'm, I, and, and I'm happy that your quarterback came back. Yeah. Everything yeah. looks good on paper. Sure, sure. And, you know, and you never know. You know, the thing about football and, and the thing about this game is, you know, right now it looks great. Like I said, everybody's undefeated right now. Everything looks great. And what's going to happen, though, in the second quarter when if something happens to one of those guys and they go down or somebody gets an injury, if somebody goes out with heat cramps, if somebody gets, you know, you just never know. You know, you're only as good as your backups in that situation. So everything looks great right now going into it. But as you, as you progress through, if you start taking pieces out of your puzzle, how are you going to maintain your puzzle, you know? So your son's on the defense? <laughs> he is, yeah, he is. And he has, just to be clear, he has hair? He does have hair. I mean, I he doesn't look anything like me. That's uh, funny. Well, because <laughs> I, I was going to say, he wasn't exactly dealt the best hand. <laughs> so he's overcome some adversity early. Thank God he doesn't look anything like me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he doesn't. He was, what, he, what year is he? He yeah he's but yeah he's he's playing this year for the and he played a little bit last year and stuff so he's kind of worked his way in the in the rotation so yeah, yeah I'm excited it's tough it's tough trying to coach a kid like, yeah you do don't you yeah you yell at him a lot uh no but you can't help but react a little different yeah I know it's it's different see you can't win yeah, like if you react right. the way you really want to react right. then everybody's like why are you screaming so much to your yeah, kid and then right. if you don't because you're don't. gonna you're gonna save it for uh, later. Yeah. Then they're like, uh, oh, he's taking oh, it easy yeah, on his kid. Oh, yeah, 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 I know. It's tough. Well, like at the dinner table, who yeah. does he talk a lot of football with you, or does he say, why do we do this? Why yes do we and no. Yes and no. I try to. I try to. I try not to put too much in his head, but I do like to watch film with him. So we'll sit around and look at film and stuff and kind of see what he's doing right and what he's doing wrong. You what, know, and try what, to help him a little bit. What year is he? He's a senior. Oh, yeah. so yeah. what happens after this year then? What, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Does he want to continue or? You know, I think everybody wants to continue, you know, whether or not. And there's the thing about it is how bad do you want to play football? You know, how bad do you want to go on somewhere else? You know, is he going to play at Alabama? No. But is there other places out there he can probably go play? Yeah, possibly so. You know, it just depends how bad you want to play football. All right. The heat, obviously, was the talk yeah. all around this area, the yeah. state. I mean, 
Was it any worse this year than any other year? And if it was, how did you navigate through it? Yeah, it was obviously hotter. There's no, there's no doubt, no question. It's like I was talking to Blaine. We were standing there, and it's you know what's not even eight o'clock yet, and it's it's boiling out there already. And he was saying that he went and tried to go play golf the other day and just couldn't do it. It's just so hot. It's just brutal. But the thing about it is, you know, normally it's hot like this every year, but you usually get an afternoon shower, kind of cools things off. But we haven't had any rain. The temps are up. The heat index is, and that's the thing about it is. You know, if the heat index is up to a certain point, you know, the athletic association has told us that you can't, you can't practice. You know, I think Mississippi mandated where if it's above 105 on the heat index, they can't even go outside, yeah. which I don't even know how they're doing that over there. I, I got to call some guys and find out. But you, you, you do things like this. You, you, it's you look at a schedule and say, okay. And, and our trainer Jennifer Bird, she's from Encore, and you know Daniel, he is a certified athletic trainer too. And they came to me and said, "Look, you've got to do something to combat this heat. If you don't, you know something bad's going to happen." So we take the pads off for about 30 minutes. Sometimes we take the helmets off and go through some walkthrough situations where it's no contact. But at the same time, the coach in the back of your head singing, "Man, you got your Friday night's coming, dude. You got to get ready. You got to start banging. You got to start replicating Friday night." It's just you know. So I think this is a perfect opportunity to go into Daniel's office or John's office and pitch that you know indoor facility. Where's that facility? <laughs> I mean, Where is that dome? I mean, you know, Put this the is, dome in yeah. West Mobile, baby. We need it. If you build it, they better. What was it like when you were playing high school football in the heat? What, what, what it was they? great. It, it was, it, you know, when you're when you're out there and it's it doesn't matter if it's 105 or 95. You got all those pads on. You got that helmet on. And you got to think about back in that back then. Uh, it was two a days, and when we we didn't start school to September. So when August first hit, that first Monday in August, we were there that morning. We were there that afternoon for two a days. Did you have water breaks? No, they didn't. You know, th- the funny thing about it is the mentality of those guys okay. back then. It's a wonder more people didn't die right. back then because. <laughs> I mean, I remember they would put those Dixie cups out, like with a little bit of water, half a thing, a cup of water, and if you if you didn't get in line, if you did something wrong, they go there just rake it all off and throw it out, like, oh my God, you know, you're like fighting over a mud puddle to try to get some water. <laughs> I, so you, you weren't there during the salt tablet days? Salt tablets, absolutely. We got salt tablets, yeah. So. You know, it's, it's, it's clearly it's, it worked out. Well, it worked out great. Okay. It worked for me. I think <laughs> my potassium, my whole potassium. Do you have like, uh, how, as far as the trainers out there, they're yeah. out there in full force for every practice. Oh my God, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I got, I, you know, like I said, Jennifer Bird. She's with Encore. She's here, you know, she's here probably two hours before the kids get here, making sure we got water. We have cooling stations now, which I know is ridiculous, but we have tents set up with some misting fans that if. Uh, if, if, if in, on the schedule we can get it, we can go over there and at least get out of that heat for a little bit, get some get some water on them, and then get back at it. Hey, man, so we haven't talked to you in a while. Any good Nick Saban stories we can we can, <laughs> we can can get to go viral or what? <laughs> no, I try to – ever since that happened, and I'm, I don't know if you know what he's talking about. It's like – and I was quoted like at – from a, uh, uh, the clinic that I was up there, like I was right there hanging out with Coach Saban, writing down everything he was saying and then splurting it out. And that never was the case at all, but, you know. How, I mean, how is your There's sp- no such thing as bad publicity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I remember that because what, what, who wrote that? Was nah, it, Glenn? Was it yeah. Glenn? Some guy, no, some guy in Louisiana, I think. Glenn Gillow. Yeah, because he asked me for your number, and I graciously gave it to him. Thanks, Lou. There you go. Ding, 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 ding. There you go. Well, this will be the final time. (laughs) He's on our show. Off off the football field, what was your big moment this summer? 
off the football field. Off the football field? I, you know, I was just spending time with my family probably more than anything. Go away at all? Or? We did. We went, uh, as soon as summer hit, we went down to the Keys. Went down to the Florida Keys. It was the first time I've ever been for that. We went the, the, you know, the Avello fly, the airline that flew out of Mobile. We got on the first flight to Orlando, then drove from Orlando down to the Keys. And my daughter was with us. She's up at Auburn now. I think she's going to come home tonight for the first game. And, you know, that was great. That's always good to spend time with everybody together because once football starts, we're, you know, everybody just goes nine different directions. The man can't hide money. Look at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We run a velo. <laughs> we rented a car. We stayed, like, in this motel. And my kids were like, <laughs> they walked in. They were like, who booked this place? This is like something out of a horror movie because it overlooked, like, the water. We thought it looked great in the brochure. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, room service was not available? Yeah, not, not available. TV was black and white. Black and, and white, and no ice, no the ice bucket didn't even have an ice bucket. And then bucket. you had to go to the front and say, can we get one towel, <laughs> yeah, at least one get, towel? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so fishing, was that what it was? We actually went down and went snorkeling and stuff and hung out. And like I said, I'd never been to the Keys, so I wanted to go down there and see where, you know, Mike Leach's uh, stool is out there and, 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 and Captain Tony's and all that stuff. So that was kind of neat. It's fun. Talk about your quarterback. He's great. He's good. He's good. He's really good. He's got so much better. You know, and the thing about him is, like I've always said, he's he's the great thing about Josh is he's so even keel. You know, it doesn't matter if we're up by 20 or down by 20. He's going to be the same kid. And um, he's really developed a whole lot with his game, with his ability. I mean, obviously, when you got a kid like that that's going to play in the SEC, that's that's a bonus. You know, that always gives you – you feel like you got a chance against anybody when he's in the game. And – how much improvement have you seen? Tremendous. Is it Tremendous. more in the leadership or is yeah. it more in his ability or to but carry think, out the play? Yeah, a little bit of both because I think that, you know, and Coach Cal does a tremendous job with him as far as developing the, the complete quarterback. And that's something that, you know, a quarterback's – I know the O-line's the key. That's the key position on a team. And if you don't have an O-line, you know, that's the thing about it. But if your quarterback is able to control the huddle and manage the game and stay even kill – not be up and down that's that is such a, a bonus you know to have a kid like that out there on a friday night did you so, go to a game last night did you go i listen no i listened to the uh um, broadcast yeah i listened to the fairhope game last night any comments game. questions or criticisms for the guy calling the game because yeah. he's back he's listening now michael Bronner on the air oh is he on there yeah, yeah. if you want to if you yeah, he got excited when the kid when the kid i don't know who the running back was for Fairhope, but he broke away and he was going nuts he was it was funny it was him and Jannar, wasn't yeah. that who it was yeah. so yeah. Yeah. they did a great job though they always do a great job desmond thomas was his name okay. i don't know i forgot his name Six, i don't know 64 yard run to win the game yeah it was crazy all right coach so uh we were going to get bryce yeah. To run a forty or a hundred against Nick here. Um, what's <laughs> Nick so awake. Y'all so need funny? to get some donuts in that guy or something. <laughs> Y'all should. I should have brought some Krispy Kremes in here to get a little. Uh, well, I, I I wasn't sure what that was in your in your mustache, so I figured I figured they didn't make. <laughs> yeah, it. we got donuts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we were gonna do that, but I think what the 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 public really wanted to see was a forty or a hundred between. You and Shervani. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen, brother. I took off running the other day at practice, and like the, the next day I woke up, my knee was like not 19 sizes bigger. It just yeah. it's yeah. not there anymore. Now, he hung with uh, Anthony Eager out there on oh, yeah? uh, on Dolphin and Dunk out there. Yeah, they yeah, ran yeah. Uh, about 40 or 60 yards. How'd you do? Did you do well? He he lost by, he lost by what, maybe two lengths there, maybe? Of course, of course, of course. Eager was in like Birkenstocks, but well, I mean, I don't, I don't like details getting away with the story. Right, right, right. So I'm just saying, I think we might bring Nick around yeah, to man. to take on your best. But I, 
we would have felt liable had he popped a hammy yeah, that's or, true. That's or, right. or that tweaked AC, the ankle. That old ACL goes yeah. nine different. We haven't seen nasty Steve. Right. My guess is we would have <laughs> right, uh, right. had that happen. Awesome. When you can stick around till you have a pep rally coming up, right? Got a pep rally, yeah. I think at ten o'clock, I think, or nine thirty, something like that. Oh, yeah. I was thought I was told eight o'clock. Maybe eight o'clock. Then. I, don't know. I need to check my <laughs> schedule. Yeah. yeah, if you'd stick around, yeah, uh, I have a qu- few questions about high school football on the state level. Sure. All right. All right sure. So here's what we'll do. Let's let's break here. We'll come back. We'll wrap up hour number two. Uh, John Ricchetti's going to join us in hour number three for our Millite Golf Report. You guys can jump in. Hit us up in the app at wnsp.com if you have a question for the Baker head football coach, or maybe even a suggestion. Yeah. We Give love, me those. We I need, cri- the, yeah, I we need lo- suggestions. We love criticism, too. Hit us up in the app at WNSP.com. It's the Dr. Christopher Mullinex High School Game Day from Baker High School right here on the sports station WNSP. Hi, this is Saran Stacy. You're listening to WNSP 105.5. All right, 7.50, wrapping up hour number two of our three-hour edition of the Dr. Christopher Mullenix High School Game Day. We're here at Baker High School. Mark, I'm Lee Shervania. We already have a suggestion in the app. Surprise onside kick to start the game. Throw in a Philly special and the annexation of Puerto Rico. Okay. I, lo- I love a trick play. I love a trick play. It's, it's you know. It makes it fun. I love it. Johnny, pitch to Johnny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm right. Johnny. <laughs> I love the trick plays. Talking with Steve Norman. He's the head coach, Baker. They're taking on Theodore, and that's uh, going to start at 7 o'clock tonight. I think right. we've got a pep rally coming up. In we do, minutes, yeah. But yeah. I'm going to keep you till 8 o'clock. Awesome. do want to thank LNS Air Conditioning. Air conditioning's important. <laughs> yes, it is, Very brother. important. Yes, it is. Uh, Rich's Car Wash, Ward International Trucks, and the Mobile County Sheriff's Department for being sponsors with us. Okay, uh, I wanted to get into the – I don't know specifically in football. I don't know if you have a lot of kids leaving, coming. I mean, mm-hmm. we talked to all the coaches on this uh, when we talked to Fairhope. For some reason, when we talked to Tim Carter yesterday, <laughs> they haven't had any. It's not like players are coming or going. Right. How much of an issue is this uh, uh, that you know of in this area, at least with your school, and is there anything down the road that you'd like to see change that can stop this? I don't know how you're going to stop it. You know, the portal's wide open in Mobile. The, the kids come and go. It's wide open. We lost we lost two of our starters to other schools. And, and the thing about it is this, from a, from a perspective of the athletic association, is how do you mandate that? How do you navigate through that and say, oh, you can't leave. you got to stay here. If the kids legitimately has a reason to leave, if there's, whether it be for a divorce, job, whatever the case may be, if they have to move to another part of town, the kids should be entitled to go to that school. And, you know, I mean, I I heard Rush Probes. I mean, lightning don't strike me. I heard Rush Probes speaking the other <laughs> we, day. We appreciate the lightning at this point, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, keep talking. Yeah, he uh, said, look, if a kid doesn't want to play here, you know, let them go. I don't. I don't want them around here if they don't want to be here. Did you have so. discussions a lot with your quarterback, Josh Flowers, yeah. about coming, staying? Yeah, there were. You know, there was. Again, the portal's wide open in Mobile, so there's a lot of people who have approached him about moving to other schools and stuff like that, especially when you don't have a very successful. And that's the thing about it is, last year everybody thinks, oh, it was a terrible year, it was unsuccessful. 
Yes and no. You know, we still we were still second in the region. We still hosted a playoff game, and and that's something that's a lot to build on. And but when said, oh, they're a four and seven team. You don't need to be there. Use your talent somewhere else. He gets that all the time. All right. So he used the word loyalty, and that's a word you don't hear often yeah. enough. Loyalty, sticking around. And we wondered, you know, like if you're going to leave, though, why wait till your senior year yeah. when you've been together with, you know, for three sure. years, your friends, yeah. you, you're familiar with the surroundings, yeah. the coaching, and go play one year somewhere else. Right. And I, I think that's one thing about high school sports that are so special about it is, you know, the bonds that you create during that time with those guys. Just like anything else, when you go through so much, when you're up here at seven o'clock in the morning, you're you're busting your behind for, you know, th- you're sweating buckets out there with those guys and doing that. You know, you build that camaraderie that's so important. It's a vital role of what high school sports is about, too. Have you ever, you've been in this program how many years now? 20? 20 years, I think. Have you ever seen a Baker team with so many players getting offers? No, no, no. And it's and, and what's crazy is, you know, it's like, you know, a, a testament to, to our administration and to, everything about this place if you look at across the board i mean our baseball team i mean there's uh connor's it is a division one baseball player uh fosters a division one uh golfer you know just go to you know go down the line of every sport and there's a very strong foundation in all those sports and that's huge you know but i haven't had i've never been at a school where you know, I started out over Moss Point. I was just coached in middle school over there, and they had some some years where they had two or three SEC guys over there. But never have I been in a in, at Baker. This, you know, th- they have so the talent. To the point about the transferring, though, do you yeah. feel like? And I guess I'll use Josh as an example. Okay. To some degree, do you feel like you have to recruit your own players now? I think you have to recruit. Period. I think you always have to recruit your program. I think that's a constant. Pro- even though it's not, I'm not out there. You right. Know, out. Let's be clear. Yeah, yeah let, me, let me recant that statement. I'm not down there, uh, right, you know, next to A-H-S-A-A. Alvin Bridge. When And I'm not down there off Michael going, hey, guys, let's come right. to Baker. You don't need to go to Davidson Call. He's a jerk. You know, you don't need to go, you know, be a part of his program. But and, and not, not at all. But when the kid comes out here, you know, parents have choices now. They, they, if they come out here and say, hey, what, do you, what are you going to provide? What kind of a program are you going to provide? And, you know, wh- what do you have to offer? Because I can go right down the road right there and go to Faith Academy, or I can move two blocks over and go to, to MGM, or I can go to any school around here. You and know, you so. I uh, hope that you never get NIL. Can you imagine if that happens around here and your parents are <laughs> It's coming. You? It's coming. I've I'm heard. telling you I've it's heard. coming. All right. On the subject of recruiting, because yeah. I remember years and years ago when I first moved to Mobile, and I won't name the coach, but um, it was at a middle school game. It was over at Scarborough. Yeah. And I said, gosh, what are you doing here? He said, I'm just here to make sure the kids that I have coming to the school come. In other Absolutely. Words, he was I say recruiting, yeah. but it was at a middle school. Now, do you have to do that? Do you have to go to the middle Absolutely. school? Absolutely. But you also want to, you know. I mean, you want to go over there and see, be around those kids and, 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 and see what's over there and see what they have. I mean, we have all of our, our Causey games out here, and we, you know, we like to get eyes on them and, and if, you know, know who's coming or whatever. So that's, I think that's just kind of part of it. you got to recruit your program, you know. You want kids to be a part of this program. So I remember when, I guess it was Chip Mint, and we had him on when he took over the base Baker job, yeah, you know, years and years ago, but that was, I think, before Jack French even. It was, yeah, because I came with Minton. That's how long I've been. Yeah, and, yeah. and I remember interviewing him, and he said, "My first job is to recruit the halls." Yeah, yeah. Do you do that. Yes and no. You know, I mean, if 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 there's a kid who who I see that 
should be playing football. I'll, heck, yeah, I'll approach him. We did it a couple of weeks ago with a kid. Uh, never seen the kid before in my life. And I say, hey, man, you want to come out and play football? Because I think every kid should have that opportunity, too. You know, regardless if they're 6'3", if they're 5'3". It doesn't matter. If the kid wants to come out and they can endure that and go through that and stick with this and, and keep playing. But, you, but, but you're not approaching the kid that's 5'3". <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, come on. Yeah. I, actually, I am. I mean, if the kid wants to come out and play, come out and play. Well, like Bryce Kane, good yeah. example. Yeah. Chase, Chase was on earlier yeah. and said he saw him in a baseball right. game. Right. But then, and then when Bryce was on, he said his mother really didn't want him to play. That's so right. He got hurt, but I heard last year he was banged up. He a was lot. banged up. <laughs> yeah, he got banged up. You, if you're going to play this game, you're going to get banged up. It's gonna You're going to wake up on Saturdays, and you're going to hurt. And if you're not, you're, you're probably not playing the game very well but yeah Bryce was that way we saw I mean I tell you what woke me up is I saw him play baseball and he really he was good and Cal told me I need to come watch this kid because the year before Javen Williams did the same thing didn't play football so we got him out ended up getting a football scholarship which is awesome but you know one thing that woke me up I think I think uh, Bryce ran an indoor track meet or whatever something like that and had an unbelievable time I said well that's legit and I know the kids he's that fast and he is he's it's elite level speed it's unbelievable if kids that fast we know you got to go run. I mean, uh, I mean, you have to <laughs> yeah, run. I got to run. Yeah, <laughs> my running days are over. Dude. Hey, man, we always enjoy coming out. Man. Yeah, Thank man, I'm so glad much. y'all did. Dan, don't you have a golf cart to get him to the gym? <laughs> it's a long walk. It's a long walk, dude. It's a long walk around here. Heat. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I know you got a uh, stadium prep uh, for the That's season. Right. Yep. It's always fun, especially in this weather. But uh, yeah. always, always enjoy coming yeah, out. Yeah, man. Thank you y'all so luck. much for doing this. And I appreciate look, it. It's. It masks age. It's easy to confuse and distract him. Just hold up a Dr. Pepper can. He'll start start getting that itch. itch And and he won't be able to concentrate. Before you know it, it's forth and long. He'll be punting. um, Just give it some thought. Don't throw up that diet stuff. Hey, Coach, no, seriously, thank you, man. We appreciate it. Thank you all, man. Thank you all. All right, so uh, we're wrapping up hour number two here from Baker High School. Hour number three, uh, we'll have – John Ricchetti, a Millite Golf Report. And, of course, as is tradition here on the high school game day, we have a uh, an alum of Baker High School. So if you want to know who that is, well, you'll have to stick around and find out. How about that? Uh, continue with your comments in the app at WNSP.com. Of course, we'll take your phone calls. We'll uh, get you all the news and notes that you may have missed. It's the Dr. Christopher Monex High School game day from Baker High School at Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP, and WNSP.com. Opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station, 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. number three the final hour of the week here for the opening kickoff it's the dr christopher Molinex high school game day mark and lee for the next hour right here at baker high school 
Uh, it's Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP and WNSP.com. Fear not, I see Coach Steve Norman driving off in his golf cart. Uh, crisis averted. He's late. He's got to get there in time. Yeah. We, we kept him too long. All right, the uh, Greer's Market game of the week tonight is Sarah Land and Lipscomb Academy. We'll be uh, broadcasting at 6.50 right after the Pigskin Pete. That's uh, the Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm Pigskin Pete show. And then after the game, of course, uh, the crew tonight will take you to midnight. So you've got wall-to-wall high school football tonight for the first Friday of the season uh, from 6 till midnight. And we also look forward to hearing the Bryant Bank Player of the Week. Uh, They'll announce that also. Mark, a couple of stories I wanted to throw out there. I know we've kind of touched on some, but I wanted to – the other day I was was watching a baseball game and my wife was asking me, you you know, which sport, let's say, pays the most. And I said, well – there are individuals that, you know, get these monumental contracts, but the thing in the, like the NFL, they're not always guaranteed. And you see these number figures and they look gaudy, but then after taxes and everything, and then if they cut them before the end of the contract, I'm not sure how much they really get. But I'll tell you what, you know, we kid around about Bobby Bonilla and how he's getting money through what, 2035? Well, Steven Strasburg, the uh, overall number one pick many years ago, with the Washington Nationals, he's retiring from baseball. It's going to be official September 9th. He got a contract a few years ago, seven years, $235 yeah. million. In that time span, he has thrown 528 pitches. We were doing the math. I forgot exactly. I was talking to Dan Jennings about this because he's with the Washington Nationals. He said if you break it down to the pitch – how much money he got per pitch. It is incredible. He says they'll be paying off this contract pretty close to what Bonilla gets. Yeah. No, I mean, if you ask that general question, I think I think the answer is typically baseball. Not just because of the size of the contract, but the longevity of their, your career as opposed to uh, football and even basketball. So, yeah, I would uh, um, – I, I, w- I would say baseball. Without without diving into the numbers and looking at uh, specific contracts, my first reaction is baseball. It, we always talked about it. if you if you were going to put your kid in a in a sport, it would be baseball, right? The longevity, not as much wear and tear, unless of course you're a pitcher. So yeah, absolutely. Jerry Jones, owner of the Cowboys. Oh boy. Yes. All right. A couple days ago, Dallas defensive end Sam Williams was arrested. Uh, controlled substance uh, was a, one of the things. And and so Jerry Jones, instead of shutting up, and he has his own show, he's very popular in the Dallas area, obviously, and speaking at one of the very, I would say probably one of the more outspoken owners these days. So a couple of years ago, Sam Williams was also arrested, and he was involved in an accident. He was going about 98 miles an hour. This was a couple of years ago. So this was his second brush with the law. So Jerry Jones, trying to be funny, I guess, comes out and says, because he was asked about it, and he says, well, uh, in this latest, he was only going 66 miles per hour. So he said he's maturing now because he's going 34 miles per hour less than he did on his first arrest. Yeah. Not exactly an endearing comment on one of your players. Um, Talk about tone deaf. Really. Wow. I, I just... And an incredible statement 
saying, well, you know, he's maturing now. You know, he's not he's not recklessly driving, although he was stopped and so forth. The other couple of stories we talked about, Kevin Hart, wheelchair, raced against uh, Ridley. I, I'll say that at least he's 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 got a good uh uh, he's 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 turned it into a positive, right? He's he is he's making the most of the opportunity. Uh, it's typical Kevin Hart. It's it it doesn't surprise me. It's why guys like me and and Steve Norman we joke about going out and running, and it's why we never run. So uh, he challenged, and and Kevin Hart looks like he's in pretty good shape too. Actually, um, he did a forty yard dash, uh, or he challenged for, he did a forty yard dash for Stephen Ridley. Um, he suffered what he says were lower body injuries uh, that left him without the ability to walk. So he's literally in a wheelchair. Um, there were some, some serious abdominal injuries there, but it's it's typical dad bod type stuff. Um, and I think, uh, I think he got some ribbing for it too, but I would have paid money to see it for sure. You know, I, yeah, and and like I say, we joke about racing somebody. You're never gonna see me do that. I I don't think I've ever raced against somebody one on one. Have you? I, I, even in high school or college, never. I mean, I they they sent me out to a track. I know in I guess gym class. I was never good at long distance. I could go maybe 40 yards or so, but after that, I just lost so it. So in uh, so if the SEC coaches ran a 40-yard dash. Who would win? I'll tell you. Okay, I'm just quickly doing the, you know, coach. I, I, I think Shane Beamer would be okay. What Beamer was the first one I thought of. Beamer, Beamer, he looks young and he's aggressive and so forth. He look And he's got a lot of energy. Um, yeah, he'd be, he goes right to the top of the class. Um, hey, speaking of SEC coaches, do you see where this um, – Stuart Mandel, he's like a national college writer for Athlon, has predicted that Billy Napier is going to be fired after this year. Oh, he's predicted that? He has actually predicted this. Hmm. And I got another SEC story for you, but any other coaches you can come uh, up Vanderbilt with? Vanderbilt coach, someone said and I, that was the one Clark, Clark Lee, Lee uh, uh, has the potential. No, I, I disagree with that. But I feel like of the older guys, I think, I think Kirby might get it done. Former athlete. Kirby Smart? Yeah. No. But you'd have to put them in the older, like, you'd have I'm to have different I'm, well, heats. Not, but no, okay, different so heats, but you against. Put, you, you put, like, you put like Lane and Shane and um, maybe Napier and Clarkley in that first heat. My guess is Beamer probably wins, maybe Clarkley second. You put guys like Saban and Smart and Fisher and Kelly and Stoops in another group. Oh, I guess you got to put Hypo in that first group. Hypo would get just. Oh, he's he, come on. Yeah, that's yeah, like Hyper's Steve got, Norman. Hyper, that's yeah. like Steve Norman he running. Got no shot. Drinkwitz, no shot. No shot. No shot. No. Look, I've seen these guys in person at these get together. This is Veemers. What is in his thirties? I think. And I think Lane would. I think I Lane would get uh, trash too. He would. I think. I think Lane might give you a, a little bit more in a distance run, but from a flat out speed, I'd probably go uh, Beamer. Uh, uh, yeah, Shane Come Beamer. Hugh Freeze. Yes or no? I don't uh, think he'd win. I, I don't no, think he'd be no. Beamer. But what group do you put him in? The oldies or the newies? I think you have to put him in the younger group, right? Younger group? All right. Maybe we need a third group. Maybe we need, like, young guys, 40, 50-somethings, and then 60, 70-somethings. Sam Pittman? No. No. He's not going to do it. Now, we talk what about, about a brawl. What about the Mississippi State coach, Arnett? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't mention him. That'd be a good one. Yeah. He, uh, Arnett. I, um, I'm wondering if he's more of a distance guy, though. But I think we're I think we're all in agreement here on this. We are. All right, ESPN, we talked about this with Auburn. They have their power rating come out. They say Texas A&M would be favored in eight of the 12 games with the Miami game going either way. They got them like 51% chance of winning. They have them as a huge underdog, obviously, to Alabama, to Tennessee, to Ole Miss, and to LSU. So if you go by the ESPN ratings, as they do with every SEC school, they have A&M at no less than 8-4, and four, and you're looking at, like I said, they're huge underdogs to the schools I named, but the Miami one is almost a pick em. So they have them going 8-4. and four. They have them going 8-4 and four based on the games they're favored in. Yeah. Well, that would be a disappointment, again. Well, it's better than they were last year. Were they 5-7 and seven last year? Yeah, but 8-4 and four in the West... I mean, yeah, I guess you you're could not going to challenge. Right. You're not going to challenge. Right, but that would... Under the circumstances, be deemed another a second disappointing. Do you season. you you like storylines? Do you want the storyline to be a big success for AM or kind of a downer? Oh no, I want to see them crash and burn. All right. See, I was doing some uh, I was doing some radio in uh, Louisiana. We, we actually, uh, our good friend Matt Moscona, we we were kind of talking about this, and he laughed when I made some mention about Jimbo and uh, Petrino, and he's like, "Do all fan bases just want to like see these guys fail?" And I think the answer is yes. Oh, I I can't. I do, and I'll tell you, and I, you know why. I am just not a Petrino fan at all. I don't like the guy. Yeah. That's the reason. Jimbo, I'm okay with him. I'm okay with Jimbo, but the other guy I have no use for. That's why I want to see it crash and burn. No, I, I, I want to see them both crash and burn. Um, and I don't say that about any well, other coach. If they the don't league. do well, if they crash with Petrino, then they all crash because it's going to come down. because. Sure. Because the pressure was put on uh, Jimbo to hire him from a top to bring in an offensive coordinator and take that away from Jimbo. So, obviously, if this comes in and the offense doesn't do much like it didn't last year, it's all going to crash and burn on both of them. Yeah, but there's, there is no other team uh, in the league I want to see fall harder than Texas A&M. And I don't mean that in terms of, you know, who's your rivalry, what team do you hate. From a coaching standpoint, absolutely, it's Texas A&M. And I think that is conference-wide. I mean, I think, you know, like Alabama fans don't want to see Tennessee or Auburn do well, and Auburn don't want to see Alabama or, or Georgia. And, like, I get that. But, I mean, from a from a coaching perspective, yeah, I, I, I think it's pretty – there's a pretty big consensus out there that people want to because people want to see what happens right people want to see what happens when things aren't going well is Jimbo really going to let Petrino continue call plays or are they going to butt heads right there on the sideline that's the part I'm waiting on that's what I want to see absolutely that's good stuff all right so let's do this let's do a scoreboard traffic and weather um somebody had asked have we gone through the Saints schedules uh the schedule because one listener sees potentially 10 wins on their schedule. So we'll, let's, we'll take a look at it. We come back. We'll do our Millite Golf Report uh, with John Chetty, and we'll take a quick look at the Saints schedule and see what, um, see what we think. I will tell you this. Don't laugh at the listener that just said 10. And I'll explain why when we come back, because there's an interesting fact you need to know about their opponents. It's the opening kickoff, Dr. Christopher Monax High School Game Day, right here on the Sports Station, WNSP. 
Hi, this is Bo Mattingly, co-producer of Training Days, Rolling with the Tide, of Illustrated, WNSP 105.5 Mobile. High School Game Day, Mark and Lee in Air Sports 1 on the campus of Baker High School. You know, Mark, the other day I've been binging uh, The Good Wife, and the episode the other day was Michael J. Fox. That's, yeah. You you like his version of... Uh, I, I, it's, it's, not, it's not a popular take, but when it comes to the Johnny B. Good song, I do like Michael J. Fox's version from Back to the Future better than the original. Believe it or not, I'm not going to say better than the original. I won't die on that hill, but we'll get into it for sure. Yeah, but I'm not saying... Totally better than Barry, but I I did like Michael J. Fox's. I think it added a lot to the uh, Back to the Future. But I was watching him in in the law, the the Good Wife, the other day. Anyway, uh, Johnny B. Good is obviously uh, Johnny Ricchetti because he's always good with his Miller Lite golf report. Johnny, what's going on at the Tour Championship these days? Well, good morning, fellas. Uh, yeah, Tour Championship uh, underway, round one in Atlanta at East Lake Country Club, where. Uh, Pretty tough conditions as the heat uh, continues to plague the South right now. But uh, I can go on record that we got a we got a good one brewing uh, with the staggered scoring system. You got Colin Morikawa yesterday, a nine under par, sixty one. To he was not, you know, he started off nine shots back of the lead of Scotty Scheffler, who started at ten under par. So now he's tied for lead at 10 under par with Victor Hovland. Keegan Bradley, who wants so bad to be named to the Ryder Cup team come Tuesday by American captain Zach Johnson, he's also at 10 under par. As I mentioned, Scotty Scheffler, who is number one, he shot a one over par, 71 yesterday, really faltered uh, down the stretch yesterday. He had a commanding lead in this tournament, but... Uh, he is at nine under par. Rory McIlroy, who's been battling a bad back, apparently, but he ended up even par. He's at seven under par, still in this championship. I think 16 out of the 30 players in this championship, guys, are within four shots of the lead. So still got 54 holes to go. Round two get underway here shortly. Uh, I look for some great, great drama over the weekend at the Tour Championship. And then I uh, will decide. We'll see who's going to be who's going to win the eighteen million dollar purse and become the FedEx champion come Sunday afternoon. And then obviously Tuesday, uh, Captain uh, American Captain Zach Johnson will make his final six picks, who will represent the United States in the Ryder Cup in Rome, Italy, in late September. So a lot on the line this weekend in Atlanta for sure. Johnny, we appreciate it and look forward to catching up to you on Monday. You have yourself a wonderful weekend, okay? All right, buddy. Take care, guys. All right. Uh, we mentioned earlier uh, there hasn't been much on the uh, follow-up on the blind side, but um, the producers of Hi Mark have spoken out in a sense. It's the first time they've actually said anything on the Michael Orr petition. And as, if you remember, just backtracking, Michael Orr in his petition said the Tui family made millions off the movie and he made nothing. Well, the, the, the statement by the, um, the producers would seem to refute that. They claim and they should know, 
they made a lot of money. I think that I saw something about $300 million off this movie. But they claim they gave the agency, the talent agency, $747,000. And they said what the, they claim what the TUI's attorney said seems to be pretty much accurate in the sense that the talent agency takes a commission. Mark, I don't know what the commission is. I have no idea. And then the rest is dispersed among the mom, the dad, the two E's, the two kids, and Michael Orr, which on paper would seem to make sense because the two E's claim they each got about $100,000, which would give $500,000. I don't know what the commission was to the agency, refuting the argument where Michael Orr said in the petition to the probate court in Tennessee that he was complaining he got nothing out of the uh, movie. Now, the producers didn't specify what the five got, they just said it was nowhere near. They didn't give the, the talent agency a million dollars. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's anything left to say about this particular topic. I think the I'd really love to hear somebody come out in defense of Michael Orr. I think it would make it a lot more <laughs> convincing, right? But he seems to be out here on this on, island, on this island poor by guy. himself. So I don't. I don't. I. I just don't know. If People want to go counter to uh, do battle with the two E's or the Hollywood establishment. I, I don't know enough about it. I will say um, the timing of it is peculiar. Um, if this were such an issue, why is it now just becoming an issue? I mean, all the same questions that, that get raised, I got raised when it, it first came up. Uh, I, I don't think those questions have really been answered. Yeah, and, and the producers did say they were, I'm not going to say upset, upset, but they feel it's detracted from the movie. You know, from what the theme, the feel-good story of the movie, what what has happened with this petition makes it feel but like... But I would, I would argue that I think more people that maybe hadn't seen it in a while or had never seen it might be more intrigued to go pop in and check it out, stream it. So uh, they, they might be getting done a solid on this one. Well, we do have an offensive lineman coming aboard. I don't know if he wants to talk about that, but he does want to talk about his camp. What do you think the name of his movie might be? I don't know. Maybe we'll get into that. Baker, All right, stay Baker, with us. Baker Dozen. Oh, I see what you did there. Clever. Well, we need to cast 12 more people. Uh, stay with us to Dr. Chris Ramonix High School Game Day right here on the Sports Station, WNSB. Chris Ramonix High School Game Day. Mark Heim, Lee Shervanian, and we're in Air Sports 1 on the campus of Baker High School. You know, we got a lot of participating sponsors, Mark, that we want to acknowledge for game days like uh, QB Country. They deal with quarterbacks, obviously. Uh, David Morris, the orthopedic group, uh, Gurs Markets, Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm, Allstate Agent Kenneth Morgan, also Mobile uh, County Sheriff's Department. Maybe in a couple of years we'll be getting... Uh, Maybe a lineman camp uh, being a sponsor. Oh, speaking of that, Blaine Clausell, former Baker star, former Mississippi State blindside left tackle, former NFL player. Good morning. 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 How are you doing this morning? We're doing great. So you uh, you were coaching here, weren't you, for a few years? Yeah, yeah, I was. So what are you doing now? Um, right now, I'm just running uh, Clausell Lineman Academy. Uh, we specialize in training offensive linemen. Uh, we teach everything from fundamentals, technique, football IQ, 
classroom work, uh, anything you can think of, strength and balance. So uh, just wanted to give back to, to the offensive lineman here in Mobile, you know, the knowledge that I gained. Yeah, you don't hear much about offensive lineman <laughs> camps. It's a receiver, quarterback. So where is this camp? Is it here? Um, yeah, so we had the uh, the first annual trench runners camp here at Baker this year, um, O-line, D-line camp, and the guys came out, competed. We saw a lot of great talent. Uh, a lot of talent came from surrounding areas, Monroe, Montgomery, uh, from Mississippi, Florida, so and here in Mobile too. So um, we had it here, and then uh, so I do my training. Uh, we were at AMP Performance, uh, is where we did our training and classroom work. Lane, not to be a smart aleck, but there's a lineman out there that I guess needs a little bit of money, Michael Orr. He, <laughs> does he come down here and help you out? Would you ask him to? Uh, I mean, if he came down, you know, uh, I, would, I would love for him to come down, but, um, you know, I know he's dealing with, with what he's dealing with right now. Um, and, I, you know, I hate it for him, you know, what he's going through, and I just hope all this moves out. I'll talk about him in a few minutes, but let, to sign up for your camp now, is there a website they go to or just what? Um, so I run everything uh, based off of social media, so they just contact me through social media uh, at Coach B. Claus um, on Instagram and Twitter uh, and on Facebook, Blaine Clausel, and, you know, I talk to my clients directly, and uh, that's how we sign up in reserve spots. So is this like a weekly thing that's going on, or is it like a, a certain time periods, or you just keep going the whole year uh, I keep going the whole year uh, you just sign up for a time slot and then uh, I dedicate that full-time slot to you um, we have group training sessions if you want to train with other folks uh, I just wanted to offer both one-on-one -on -one and group uh, training because you know people learn different some people learn better with other people there in competition some people just want that one-on-one -on -one training so I like to offer both services so let me ask you this what's the one thing that you stress to these guys that you wish somebody would have stressed to you when you were playing offensive line or when you were coming up uh, um, for me, I think it's uh, the film work, uh, yeah. the football IQ, you know, being able to point out your opponent's weaknesses, uh, to set up a game plan for offensive line. You know, a lot of young guys, they come up learning, you know, either base blocking or just, hey, I just got to come off the ball and hit them. But there's so much more that goes into it, different techniques. Uh, and the more you learn, the more you set yourself up for success, man. I, I talk about, like, I teach, like, eight different pass sets. You know, when I was in high school, I just thought it was just one, just <laughs> yeah. get back, you know, so. <laughs> Uh, being able to teach those things, to be able to put them in a position to have success. You know. All right. Uh, I'm going to ask you, do you actually teach them the little tricks of the trade, the things that you're not supposed to tell people, like maybe uh, your uniform, you grease it up a little bit so when they try <laughs> to put hands on Or if you hold, make sure you get up in them. <laughs> yeah. uh, or uh, stick them or something like that. I mean, what, 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 what little gadget or gimmick? Now, I don't say you teach this to them, but what would be something you'd like to um i don't really teach that uh more so i teach different um techniques you know like a lot of people like to teach the two-hand punch well i teach the one-hand punch because that gives you a free arm if you lose an arm you said you did say punch yes punch we, we don't we don't just grab i will punch. I, we will we, me and nickel will 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 pay to watch you demonstrate that only right now right now I don't, I don't want to hurt him. <laughs> I mean if you up for it man i'll show you but what do you think lee you want to take a swipe? Wouldn't you like to be able to say that you took a punch from this man and lived to tell about the it? The only punch I'd want from him is Hawaiian punch in a glass. That's about it. That's the only thing I would want. Yeah. Actually, you know, I'd, I'd like to see him, if you're going to do it, do it to the youngest kid here. He's got, you know, more resilience than me. He can recover faster than I can. I'd be in a hospital from Blaine. Look at Blaine. How What do you weigh? Uh surprisingly man right now i'm 350 and i weigh 143 yeah. and i wouldn't be much of a match there <laughs>
But actually, when you say punch, punch where? Where do you punch the guy? Um, so, you know, we have different aiming points that you want to punch uh, to increase your success. Um, I talk about, uh, like, uh, targets and aiming points, like, you know, down the middle of the sternum or uh, you want to punch at a certain area to counter with your inside hand. So uh, it changes based on where your defender is. Blaine, according to web, the, the, the web information I got, Wikipedia, you got an, an unusually high – it wasn't much in, in terms of what others make, but as an undrafted free agent coming out of Mississippi State, you got like about $10,000, which is pretty much as, as high as you're going to get. Why did you – what happened during your pro career that you didn't get on the field that much? Because you were with about five different teams, I think. Yeah, so uh, one thing you learn once you get on that level, man, is, you know, politics plays into it a lot. Um, you know, you, you look at the GMs and owners. When they invest the vast amount of money in a player, you know, they want to see them perform. So your leash is longer when you get more money. Um you know, I, I did uh, learn a lot from the teams that I was on. You know, that's put me in the position that I'm, I'm in now. But, uh, you know, it just didn't work out that way. So you could almost break it down from team to team. Like, you went to a team. Did you ever think, well, this is my chance now. I'm finally going to get a chance to play some. And, yeah. and you didn't get that chance? Yeah. So uh, when I went to Carolina, that, that for me was my shining moment where uh, I felt, you know, my career was going to take off. I think in the preseason, um, I played – 92% of the snaps through the preseason, um, whereas the next highest guy who played the largest amount of snaps was right around like 45%. Um, so, you know, to me, that felt like they trusted in me and they really wanted to see what I could uh, what I could do. Um, and then they uh, bought in Matt Khalil, uh, who was a good offensive tackle and, and got a large contract. So then I was, you know, I felt like, okay, I'll play a backup role, a support role, extra tight end. Uh, someone gets hurt, and then the next year I ended up getting hurt during training camp, and uh, the Arizona Cardinals picked me up, and then I went to Arizona, and I was like, all right, this is going to be it. You know, um, we was dealing with a lot of injuries, was having a losing season, uh, and was just waiting for my opportunity to go in, man. But, you know, one thing that I, I learned is, you know, you can't control that. You just got to be ready when your number's called. And, and when it was called, I was ready. But, uh, unfortunately, it didn't get called the way I wanted it to. So. Didn't New England sign you? Yeah, I was with New England for 10 weeks. That, uh, 10 weeks? Yeah, that, um, that rookie year. Uh, I went in, and uh, I was on practice squad, though, when I went there. So I was still competing for a spot. Did Belichick call you into his office? <laughs> No, uh, when I first when I first got there, Belichick. I, I love this story. When I first got there, Belichick walked up to me, and you know, when you look at Belichick walk up to you, the look on his face is like, man, he's about to say something, you know, mean <laughs> to me, you know. But uh, he walked up to me and he shook my hand and he said, you know, we always get the players that we want. And then he walked off, and that was it. And I was like, oh, he wanted me here, so I, I felt good, you did know. He, did he have the the gray sweatshirt, no yes, sleeves, with the yes, hoodie? Like, yes, it's the, the exact same thing every yeah. day. <laughs> wow. So, all right, Michael Orr, would, now you were on the same team with him, or was he hurt, or did he actually play while you were there? Yeah, um, when I got there, that was his last year, I believe. Uh, he was dealing with the uh, the concussion injuries. Um, so, you know, I got to talk to him a lot. Of course, the Mississippi State Ole Miss rivalry, you know, we talked about that a lot. So, uh, great guy when you meet him. Are preseason games a waste of time? No. And, I, and anyone who says that, um, you know, they kind of need to re recheck their evaluation. The preseason is really for to see uh, what weapons do you have, 
you know, going into the season? And then what guys do you have that maybe, you know, you overlook that could come out and perform so a lot of guys get opportunities uh, from these preseason games? Yeah, the, the problem, and, you know, I'm not telling you you don't know, is, is, is the league and money, right? Yeah. So that's an important part of getting ready for the season, for the players, for the coaches. But the fans don't want to sit there and, and watch. If they got to pay the same amount to go watch that, right? So the NFL is trying to expand the regular season, cut back on the preseason. It's kind of like what the NBA was doing with load management, right? They're trying to fix it because at the end of the day, they want butts and seats. And so they will do that if it means the almighty dollar, even to the detriment of the product uh, at the end of the day. Yeah, well, then what you saw, too, um, they actually changed the format of how they play guys. So you see guys like Aaron Rodgers yeah. not touch the field. You know, so the guys that you know are going to perform and that you have confidence in, uh, like you said, load management, they won't let them play as many snaps. They might get a couple warm-up snaps, do a drive or two, but the rest of the game is for the people who are on the bubble. Yeah, you know trying what I'm to make that team. Yeah. But so here's what I don't understand. Like, I don't, I don't understand the good of, like, a Bryce Young going out there and playing a series. I'm like, bro, it takes you long enough. It takes you long to get dressed than it does to be out on the field. Like, I just I don't understand what – why not? Why not give a quarter, or and I, and I don't mean just him, but in general, quarterbacks, running backs, like linemen, whatever. Like I'm assuming you need the more snaps you get, the more comfortable you get, and, and you get into a rhythm, just like you know any other any other position. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, you gotta you gotta protect your investment. You sure. Know? Well, um, true. And uh, you know, during training camp, training camp is harder than the game. Yeah. So if I see my guy performing well during training camp, I know he could play. I know he's the baller. I see it on a day to day basis. I don't have to see three quarters of him playing. Maybe let's see how does he manage the game uh, in a two-minute drill, and then let's get him out of there, you know, because the game is still different in practice, but NFL training camp is harder than the game, in my opinion. All right. I'm going to throw a bunch of questions. Blaine Clusell joining us, former Baker, Mississippi State, and you played in the NFL briefly. Um, I think there was five different teams, but maybe the Ravens twice. Was there ever a guy – I mean, was there ever a point when they cut you where you, you said to yourself, I should have been playing there. I'm better than that guy. <laughs> uh, I don't want to say I'm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, man, I felt like Carolina was the perfect opportunity for me. Um, the offense, uh, yeah, my playing style fit the offense perfectly. Uh, and, you know, I felt like that was the best opportunity, opportunity for me to get to play. Um, it didn't work out that way, um, and I'm not really salty about it at all. I enjoyed my entire uh, experience in the NFL, man, and learned a lot. But I felt like Carolina was my time to be able to start my career. When you were at Mississippi State, left tackle, did you ever allow anybody to get past you to sack Dak Prescott? Man, that's why, why you want to bring that up? <laughs> I mean, as a, I'll say this, as offense, as offensive lineman, man, you're going to get beat. Like, we're the only people besides the quarterback that have to play 80 plays a game. And we know nobody's perfect, but you're not going to go 80 perfect plays, you know, playing, especially playing in the SEC West. I mean, Alabama, Ole Miss, I mean, times we played Georgia, like, you're going to give up a sack here and there, you know. So I, did, I gave up sacks, but not many. Give me a story playing Alabama or Auburn. Alabama, well, I got two. I got one for both. Auburn, my red shirt freshman year, uh, my first play ever in college football. Um, James Carmen got hurt at left tackle, and they put me in. And I get out there, and we run like a uh, throwback screen to the a sprint right throwback screen left to the running back. And somehow pressure got to Chris Ralph, and he just threw the ball my way, and the ball hit me right in my gut, and I catch the ball, and I take off. And I'm like, man, I'm going to score a touchdown. And in my mind, I'm like, 
I look like Tyreek Hill out there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, then you watch the film, it's like, man, you only got like seven yards, but yeah. it was a 15-yard penalty. Um, so that was my first college they, they, play. They're like, they like, man, the, the camera adds 10 pounds. And they're like, man, yeah. how many cameras are on that? Yeah, game? yeah. I remember the announcers. I went back and watched the game, and the announcers were like, yeah, maybe he's got a future at tight end. You know? <laughs> but uh, and then Alabama, um, senior year, we're undefeated. Alabama, I think, is we're number one. They're number three, and we're playing in Tuscaloosa. And I just remember the environment of that game. Uh, that was the only game I had when I went out to the field. Like, my focus was so locked in. Like, I – the stands felt empty to me, but it was loud. Um, it was a great atmosphere, man, and that was like the biggest battle I, I, ever, play, I ever had. Timeline, I don't remember, but did you play at Lad People Stadium when Mississippi State played South Alabama? Yeah, yeah, that was my senior year. All right, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. so you played that senior year with Dak Prescott, and that's when you were undefeated, right? Yeah. That was the undefeated season? Yeah, well, tended to. I tended to. You were, what was Leaf it like is, being Leaf number one? You down, I know, man. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, but what was it like being number one, though? I, Man, there's there's no feeling better than that. But, you know, gaining that feeling and then losing it towards the end of the season was just kind of, you know, it, it kind of broke our hearts a little bit, man. That was – we we lose to Alabama by five. You know, we give up the safety and then the field goal. And that's the five points. And then we travel to Oxford and, uh, you know, we just didn't play our best game. Um, and we dropped that one. And that took us out of the, the college football playoffs. So, um, to go as long as we did winning and just the hype and the support that we had uh, behind Mississippi State, that was just, you know, I don't think I'll ever feel anything like it again. Are you a big Dak Prescott fan? Yeah, man, that's my guy, man. I, you know, I, I wish for his success. I wish people would stop hating on him so much. Uh, you know, he's a really good quarterback, a great leader, uh, even better man off the field, you know, so so that's my guy. Can you, can you, can you show us the hip? Warm up? Nah, I can't do that, man. My hips are too tight. I yeah. I tried it in the mirror, and I was like, man, I look like a fool, man. <laughs> I never do that in public. <laughs> senior Bowl. What do you remember about the Senior Bowl? I remember uh, getting the call two days before the game and saying that a tackle went down. We're bringing you home. I came the mobile. I packed my bags. I had like a book bag with like you know two outfits and just got in the car. Came to mobile. Uh, I remember getting the playbook that night doing a walkthrough the next day and then getting to the game. And after the first drive, they're like, hey, you're going in at right tackle, which I always play left tackle. And I didn't even get a chance to – I had one practice on that first afternoon I got there. Uh, and I remember I played the whole game, man, and I was like, man, this is these are really going to be, you know, the next superstars on the next level. So if I could do that here, you know, I know I can go to the next level. So it just – it built my confidence. Toughest lineman you ever faced, college or pro? Um – Man, or, that's a that's or a tough one, one that you really wanted to kick his butt, and he was getting you get all you know you're getting pretty upset with him. You gave him the one handed punch, <laughs> yeah, two handed punch. Yeah, I was I was doing two handed punches back then in, in college. Um, that's a tough one, man. I I have a lot of guys that I went against. Um, my favorite, I guess, my most memorable one was uh, I was the only tackle to shut down Jadavion Clowney uh, his senior year. Uh, went to South Carolina and didn't give up a sack. He had two tackles, I think, that game. Um, but they were all five yards down the field. So, you know, that was big for me. Um, I do remember Miles Garrett being a, a youngster. Uh, the first, I think our first pass play, he got around me. I was like, man, this kid's fast. Um, but then the rest of the game shut him down. So, I mean, I, I have so many stories of guys. When you play in the SEC West, you basically play the NFL. So, um, you know, so many stories. I will say um, one guy who don't get enough credit was Mario Addison. Uh, with Carolina. I had Mario Addison on one side and then Julius Peppers on the other side when he came back to Carolina. 
And I'll just say practice was tough. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you this, because uh, you you saying getting to the number one ranking, it, it piqued my interest. I don't know if you've seen the Gators doc, the Netflix. Uh, have you seen any of that? I, wa- I watched the beginning of it. All right, so you probably hadn't gotten to the more um, off-the-field stuff. But I'm wondering, is there is that – is that reality for most college football programs? Can you relate to some of the things that you see in those, whether it's the Johnny Manziel doc or, or, or the floor? Is there anything that you can relate to? You're like, yeah, I, I, I had something like that going on. <laughs> I mean, good when good you, or bad. I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, when you when you know you step into that life and you're behind closed doors, you got to realize that you're now you know extremely close with guys from different areas that yeah. maybe you never you know got to step foot in or. You know, maybe you don't have an area like that in your city. You know, you get to meet these guys. Uh, and you just learn how to deal with everybody. Um, everybody has their own issues. You know, as much as head coaches preach, um, you know, certain things on the team, everybody has their own issues off field um, that they deal with. So, you know, there were things that we saw that, you know, good and bad. Um, but, you know, I think what helped build us to that number one spot was, if you remember in the first six minutes of the documentary, they were talking about running the stadium and Matt drills. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget, Dan Mullen left Florida and came to Mississippi State, and we did all of that. You did Matt drills. We did Matt drills. That's crazy. I've seen people, you know, uh, you know, they, we, we got the throwing, throwing fist, you know, because we were competitive. Um, it was but, that one scene where a dude was throwing elbows in that guy's chest. Again. I was like, oh, damn, yeah. it's getting real. Yeah, that's real. That's real. And that's just one drill. Right, drill. sure. Like, it's, it's, you know, eight different stations that you go to. So, um, I, I kind of had PTSD when I watched that. I was like, <laughs> man, I remember I remember uh, James Carmen being 6'8", 395 pounds, and I have to, like, lay on the mat and wait for him to jump on my back and wrestle with him. Like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was 275 there. So, but uh, that's really what built the number one team, man. We – we had a bunch of guys who were underrated. You know, if you look at the offensive line, it was me, Dylan Day, Ben Beckwith. I was a two-star. Dylan Day was a two-star. Ben Beckwith was a walk-on. And, uh, you know, Dak was a three-star. So we didn't really have that elite high school talent, but we all had that competitive nature, that fire in us. And that's really what built that team. Did you have any happy days at Baker when you were playing? I know it was <laughs> kind of lean years, but how about any game or year that stood out? Any happy days? Yeah. None? <laughs> Um, Apparently it was the day he graduated. Yeah, nah, nah, I can I can say I can say this, man. Uh, Baker has definitely, you know, taken a step in the right direction from when I was here. Um, we've always had the athletes, man, but you know now we're getting the coaches who can really harness that athletic ability. I think when I was here, uh, we were still known as the school that you scheduled for homecoming. Um, and we had, like I said, we had athletes. Uh, you know, Jordan Patterson was that quarterback. Um, you know, me, we had Mark Coleman, uh, defensive line, Desmond Norwood, uh, George Johnson, Stephen Alexander. So we had some really good athletes, man. We just couldn't put it together. All right. We, I know we're running out of time. Yeah. Quickly about your camp to get people uh, offensive linemen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so any offensive linemen out there that need, you know, training or want to learn some new tricks of the trade or football IQ, how to watch film, uh, just hit me up on Instagram or Twitter at, at uh, Coach B. Claus. Uh, you can hit me up on Facebook. Um, and, you know, we can set up a time, man, and, you know, I love to work with you and, and teach you some new things, man. Hey, we can't thank you enough. It's great to catch up with you. Hey. It looks like you're doing well. We appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me on. Go All right, orders. we're going to go to break. One final segment. It's going to be a short one as we uh, say goodbye here for the week. It's the Dr. Christopher Monax High School game day right here from Baker High School. Stay with us right here on the Sports Station WNSP. 
Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, three-time All-American College Football Hall of Fame, and you're listening to WNSP. Fifty-five. Welcome back in the Dr. Christopher Monix High School Game Day. I want to thank all the fine folks here at Baker High School for having us out tonight or this morning, rather. Uh, we are in full, full uh, high school football mode today, Lee Shervain. Yes, and tonight our game, our Greer's Market game of the week, is the Sarah Land Lipscomb Academy game, uh, highly publicized, nationally televised, but locally on WNSP, and Michael Marauder will be out there with Brian Gennard. Prior to the game, of course, is the Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm Pigskin Preview, followed by the post-game show. So from 6 o'clock to noon uh, to midnight tonight, wall-to-wall high school football. It, there is nowhere else you can get the kind of information that you can get listening to our six hours tonight, Mark. Yeah, so we'll, uh, I will say this about WNSP. Nobody does high school football quite like uh, the sports station. I can assure you of that. Uh, on next week, fear not, you're like, oh, so great to have two high school game days in one week. It was so nice. We're going to do it twice. That's right. Next week, back-to-back split doubleheader, mister. Williamson and St. Paul's. So those will be our apples? two stopovers. And, of course, it's game week, Nick. It's game week. Now, there are college games tomorrow. There is an SEC school in action. That's Vanderbilt. They're taking on Hawaii. But as far as ranked teams go, I think, let's see, it's Notre Dame with that highly publicized game against Navy. If you listen to the show after ours, Dan Patrick, they're in Dublin, Ireland. They've been talking about the game all week. Will Farrell's been among the Danettes this week, and uh, you can listen to that. They've had a lot of good interviews. They have the Notre Dame coach on yesterday. Uh, Navy and, and Notre Dame uh, is 2.30. And then the Southern Cal, they're playing San Jose State. Those are the two ranked teams that's the action. But the following week is when it really gets going with Alabama, Auburn, and South Alabama. And, of course, we'll cover all that Monday. All right, so it's uh, going to be a good time. Mr. Wiggins, sir, I apologize. We could not get you a, a race set up for today. But, uh, it's okay. They, clearly they didn't want the smoke, so it's all good. Uh, they scared, man. They scared. Yeah, we appreciate all your help. Mr. Bronner back there, nice job as always. Uh, well done on uh, last night's game. So I, I know you'll be busy for the remainder of the day as well. So I um, want to thank everybody for listening, and on behalf of everybody here at WNSP, I want to wish you guys a happy and safe weekend. You're listening to Dr. Chris Monax High School Game Day. We're back at it Monday at 6 for the opening kickoff. Until then, see ya. Thank you.